Hello, who this? You call from me? You are yes. wanting to buy the dim sum nang nang? Wanting oh, for well. this fried chicken or the shrimp, am I? You white boy, I think you can call to me? What? Well, uh, are dumplings on the menu? Now you're making me hungry. Dumpling on menu, yeah. Just come here, little uh, boy. Come to me. <laughs> you know, uh, <clears throat> I thought I was going to open with that because uh, so um, <clears throat> we've talked before. And then I've told you that my wife is from California and she's upper class and uh, previously libtard in sort of like cult, I would say. Now, if she listens <laughs> to this, maybe she'd get mad at me, but I don't care. But uh, one thing that I really liked to do during that time was make fun of like racism, stuff like that. And especially using like an Asian dialect and like pretending that I'm Indian and stuff to desensitize her because I knew. She was kind of like in a cult and whatever. But she kept saying that I was a racist. But then I'm like, no, you're the racist for saying that I'm racist. Because if someone talks like this, it's not a race. It, like, <clears throat> okay, so if someone's mocking the very funny Asian dialect in English, it is hilarious. It's really, really funny. How, like, that makes you a racist if you say that the pe person making fun of it is racist. Because... If an Asian person grows up in the West and learns the language, they won't speak like that. So it has nothing to do with race. So suggesting that it is racist is racist. Well, well, I, I think well, I think it should be pointed out that uh, there's a time and place for almost everything. So every race has been mocked, like in, in cinema and TV shows and cartoons and, and what have you. But it is funny how uh, the Irish in America have been made fun of perpetually. And there's never like the, the angry Irish, uh, you know, movement of, you know, uh, progressives who want change. It's never the Irish. Uh, the Italians, I think, are going to be like one of the last groups of people you could kind of make fun of in America. Uh, but uh, there is a weird, uh, like, you know, when, when a Black or Asian or a Latino actor does a, you know, leans into the stereotype, like, that's fine. But then, like, commenting about it or when it goes over the line and you're like, that's kind of a weird racist caricature. And then someone calls you a racist and then you just kind of, like, counterspell, no, you, you're the racist. <laughs> no, but it's seriously... Just... <clears throat> I would kind of say that, though, if you can't make fun of something and like when it comes to a certain dialect, it is not beholden to the person's race. It's just how they were raised. And that has made them talk like this. And it's just funny. Like, seriously, have you <clears throat> have you traveled to Asia before? Uh, I have not. No. They really do talk like that. They speak like that. It's just like really, really, really funny. And uh, <clears throat> like I've been to Thailand and Vietnam and Cambodia and all those places. And then like walking uh, <clears throat> past uh, where all the prostitutes are sitting. And then when you walk past them, they all go like, Aah! it's like a bunch of like wild cats, you know, making like a mating shout <laughs> into the night. It's like very strange. It would never happen here. <laughs> it would only happen there. And they're not making those noises because they are Asian by race, because there's a bunch of Asian people who were born in the United States and they would never say 
Ah, you know, no, they would never do that. So like, obviously it's not racism. Right. It, it's it's fun of something based on race. <laughs> because that's a that, that's an example of like um like a a non uh a nonverbal presenting like a fawn just making a sound like just not even words but no that's it's something very primal but it you uh you are right like like the same way uh women can be like very stubborn and forward and maybe even kill you like in sicily like for the most part sicilians that grow up in america and like canada they're like eh, they're, they're mostly harmless they're not the uh will may or may not get you and your family whacked kind of sicilian you know like <laughs> big difference yes so, there is so, a big difference so so you are right in like you know um like uh southeast asians who grow up like it doesn't matter any like you know australia uh europe uh scandinavia north america like if they're and it depends how many generations removed you know mm. like uh um did their parents just recently leave you know they're I, i'm sure they're like you know um uh like cambodians and people from thailand like i know there are like thai like uh people in sweden right like yeah uh, uh more 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 uh 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 brides than men <laughs> but like there are ties in sweden right <laughs> mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah there's actually yeah there's a bit more brides but there are like just a lot of just ordinary people too like i've even been to like the most famous den of hell itself which would be pattaya in thailand I've been there. I just wanted to check it out. And like, even there, you just find normal, decent people. Uh, and like, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just people and they happen to be there at that time. Like, they're I, not I trying am... to rob you. They're not trying to kill you. They're not trying to have sex with you. They're just there. And then you have a bunch of restaurants where people are working and they're just waitresses, you know, they're not doing anything wrong. They're not doing drugs, you know, you kind of have to seek it out no matter where you go. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I am curious what, uh, what people go to, like, take Thailand, for example, because Thailand is almost synonymous where like, uh, uh, like if there's like an older like white dude going to Thailand, like nine times out of 10, it's probably for sex tourism. Like, but, but like, uh, I know there's like architecture and Thailand is a country with a lot of history. I think they're the only country in Southeast Asia that wasn't colonized. Yes, uh, they've never they've always remained. Uh, they've, they've always remained independent, even though like now their, their King is like the weirdest third rate bond villain of southeast asia like i do but i digress well, um, i think they like it like that uh but yeah they were never colonized but what started the prostitute business and pattaya in particular as the main hub of uh, those uh, funky schemes and whatever uh was american soldiers so they were not actually colonized but They've always had a big pre presence of American military personnel <laughs> as the rest of the world. And that's literally... We're, we're number one. Started. We're number one. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but you, you do bring up a good point because like... Uh, uh, now, how do you pronounce it? Is it Pattaya, Patia? How do you say it? I don't actually know. 
Um, I think it's just Pattaya, but you know, maybe if you ask a local, it will be Pattaya. <laughs> so, so, so uh, it is infamously known uh, uh, around the world as basically mm. like a little, I don't want to say like an island brothel, uh, but you could, it, 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 well, well, I mean, it's because, well, it, it, it sort of feels that way because it's not, I don't want to say it's detached from the country, like, like take Bali. Bali's just an island of debauchery, but it's off the coast of like a predominantly Muslim country, you know? Mm. So it's literally worlds apart, as opposed to like Pattaya, which is like, it is worlds apart because of course, Thailand isn't all sex workers and like, you know, restaurants and lady boys and like expats and like fucking everyone from Southeast Asian dudes to Slavs to like white dudes, black dudes, Spanish dudes, all walking up and down. Some of them holding girls' hands, you know? Like uh, it's, it's, and it's weird because it's like, uh, did you feel like it was this like agreed upon, like, you know, like gentlemen's, cause like, you know, uh, uh, a lot of things can go wrong with that many people, like, you know, and there are bars and people are drinking and statistically speaking, you'd expect someone to like get fresh or, you know, but like, you never hear stories of like that in like Pattaya. Did you find that to be true? Yes, I did. So first of all, I found a place to have a demonic nature about it. <clears throat> it was like a place stuck in time. And whenever I walked around in the streets, if it was a bit later than it should be, I was there for like five days. And I was with uh, a Scandinavian woman at the time. So I was not a sex tourist, just to let you know. Um, mm -hmm. But every time when I walked uh, a bit late in the evening, I would hear that song. Uh, welcome to the Hotel California. And that's like, uh, you know, a song about <laughs> hell. And they would just play it absolutely everywhere. But uh, the, oh, people, the people there were nice, but uh, you don't really hear about that type of shit because the mafia controls everything in Thailand. Oh. Have, have you seen that movie with Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, when, when they go to that island in Thailand? Um, the beach? I don't, no, I have not. Oh I have not. God, you haven't seen the beach. It's one of the uh, best. It's a really good movie. Cap Cap Captain Barca, uh, uh, if you have not figured out yet, uh, uh, I am a I am an uncultured slob. Uh, yes. I, the, you know what? Feel free to judge me, but it wasn't until many years after the fact that I was like, you know what? Because of the memes, I'm gonna watch Toy Story, and I will admit, like, it, it came out when I was in middle school. And I just didn't bother watching it because I was too busy, like, you know, hanging out with my cousins watching like Friday the 13th part four, you know, <laughs> I was more interested in that. <sighs> but uh, then I returned to Toy Story and it's like, wow, like, look how old this is and look at like how much this has aged well. Like, yeah. I've never I've listened to one Beatles album. There's a lot of shit. I just I, I don't want to say I missed out on, but I just never. So like uh, uh so that movie I haven't seen I'm sorry feel free to throw things at me like because of it go for it I don't blame you I'm not gonna throw anything at you but for any of my listeners and for later when you watch this because you must watch this movie there's something really interesting in that movie and that is uh, the whole like thing about that movie is that they're gonna go to this like super secret beautiful island that no one has heard about or they have heard about it but it's not allowed for normal people to be there and in that movie you see clearly that they are 
finding a small island on a map. And this movie was filmed in 1999 and, or 98. It came out in 99. And uh, they find this little island on that map and then they go there illegally. And that island, its name is Kutau. Uh, K-O-H-T-A-O, Kutau. And uh, when they filmed that in 1998 or 99, that island was closed to the public. It was a military island. And the island opened in 2001 after backpackers on acid started going there because they were watching that movie. It was like a closed down military island. And that island became its own society where uh thai authorities they have no authority out there there is actually no police force everything is controlled by the mafia and there's a bunch of murders and stuff oh now Uh, now just for the just very quickly captain barca uh for the ladies and jerks who are listening at home uh like where where he's from in his neck of the woods or I, i suppose like in scandinavia and in europe the term mafia doesn't necessarily and strictly mean like guys in suits it's like almost synonymous with like organized crime right like because here in america when people think of mafia they think of like the sicilians and the italians mm-hmm. but every cut like but you hear the like you know the russian mafia the the you know you hear of terms like that but like is there like a thai mafia like dudes in suits and it's like fucking blood feuds and shit like that like Yes, uh, the entire country of Thailand is a mafia country. It is, but when I say mafia, it just means organized criminals. Like, um, okay. okay, all kinds of people can be in the mafia and in the mob, and it doesn't have to be Italian, and no suits need to be involved. For instance, local chapters here in Norway of the Freemasons, they're in the mafia, but you would never suspect them of being in the mafia because they are all judges and lawyers and library librarians and whatever you know but they all oh, they, and, they are and, in the mafia <laughs> and what really helps is not looking the part right like yeah you know actually. Like, you know uh, i went there to thailand during that time and i i, I have a bunch of experiences there and uh, now i'll share with my audience some very personal stuff that i am not proud of um not, not that I've done anything there, but uh, the reason why I went to Thailand a bunch for a period of time is because, okay, so first of all, I'm adopted, but my adopted dad, he left me when I was like five years old, and then he moved to New York. That's part of the reason why I speak English so well, because I grew up in New York when I was ah. a little kid. I mean, like for periods, four months out of the year for about four years. Uh, and then he kind of fucked up and then he blamed it all on Bill Clinton and then he moved back to Denmark he was actually from Denmark and he spent some time there kind of fucked up again so he had to move again and then he moved to Thailand and uh, started a hotel business down there when I was 15 and so I've been I traveled a lot. Uh, uh, mob bosses in northern Poland. He owned over 150 hotels. And when wow. we came to their house, they showed us this uh, button that they had. They could just press a button and then all the windows uh, were covered in metal. And literally 11 days after I had been to visit them, they were arrested by the Polish police with like helicopters and everything. 
and they Arbonne were trying Marie, to pin yeah. something on them and and whatever uh so you know uh, i've had some experience uh with that <laughs> environment uh, uh, <laughs> captain barca please, please excuse uh, the ambiance i'm i'm uh, i'm outside my apartment having a cigarette uh, oh, so yeah. please excuse any sound of uh, uh, passing traffic or and whatnot. But uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, so you're you're half Danish, half Norwegian? Uh, mm, uh, not by blood, no. I'm adopted into uh, by blood. I am my grandma. That's why I use that name, Leo Barca, because Leo is my middle name. But I I was adopted, as I told you, and my. Uh, my real mom, her name was Anna Barca, and that was the name of her mom again. And she was from northern ah. Italy, and she moved to Norway when she was five years old. Mm. That's where that name comes from, Barca. So, um, Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that, man. Yeah, you're welcome. So I'm Italian and Norwegian and a bit of Sami, like indigenous, whatever you want to call it. My mm. my dad was Norwegian and Sami. Mixed. Got you. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, I, you know, it's it's a, uh, it's it's wild because among the things Thailand is known for, and I'm curious if you saw anything uh, of like this in your travels, but um, like. Thai boxing is like next level ridiculousness, like uh, or what they call uh, uh, outside of Thailand Muay Thai. Yeah, uh, like, I have um, to tell you one thing now while you're talking. Mm. I hear this thing in the background that I'm sure my audience would will hear as well, like beep 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 beep. Oh. I am curious if that is a cricket in a tree or if wow like it's alarm. probably something like that well you know or, if it's a natural cause they can just enjoy it <laughs> oh or but it makes uh, a really loud sound oh i'm i'm terribly sorry uh oh boy it, it, it's not it, it, it hold on uh let me try lowering the microphone wait do you hear it i hear you perfectly and it's gone down a bit <laughs> Damn it. Uh, okay, technical difficulties. I'm very sorry, ladies and jerks. Uh, let me finish this up and I'll head back inside. But, but, oh, but uh, it's fine. We'll just uh, go through it. They'll be able to deal with this because of the content we have, me and you, they'll be able to hmm. through this. Unless you ask any little white boy, no one to listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, did you see any uh, um, uh, Thai boxing matches? Oh, wait. I think it's yes. gone. Yes. Oh, Do you hear it? Uh, well, now it's back a little bit. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw I saw a bunch of Thai boxing matches when I was there, uh, and they would do these like. Uh, freak show Thai boxing matches where they would like take like a boy who was younger than a girl and then it would kick the shit out like they had like fucking nine-year-olds just absolutely smashing each other and i also saw real Thai boxing which is the illegal form because as you know elbows and stuff right. they're allowed but in the old style you're allowed to headbutt and also you're allowed to hit while still doing like ground and pound is allowed in the old style as so i watched that as well and then uh, it was this like thing where westerners they they were allowed to like go in the ring and fight the fighters 
you know. Really? See what happened or whatever. And uh, actually, one time uh, I saw a Westerner who went into the ring and he was a boxer. I've also done boxing. I, I went, I did boxing for six years when I, from when I was like 16 until 22. Uh, oh, but this okay. dude was really good and he was really tall and in really good shape. He was young, like 21. And he knocked out that Thai dude. He just absolutely blasted him. It's <laughs> like, bam, smashed him right down because he was like fucking twice as big as him. Because I don't know, they're not all really small, but dude, it's weird. Like, I, Okay, I don't know how well this translates to the American standard, but okay, so 185 centimeters. I think that's 6'2 or something like that, 6'1 or 6'2. I don't think I've ever seen a human being above that height in Thailand, unless it's a Westerner. Above 6'2. Yeah, it's not like they're all midges, but like... Of course, the average height is like five seven or five six, five eight or something. But right. there's like it's very rare that someone is taller than like six one, six two, six three, and they're very often like five four, five five. You know, uh, it's not normal, but it happens more often than not. And well, so I mean, something similar can be said to how um, you don't see people beyond maybe six one in like latin america unless they're uh a, a westerner or or i beat if they're uh sometimes a castizo you know because sometimes even in like from mexico to like uh chile you'll have like latinos who look like the brawny paper towel guy but mm-hmm. out, of, out of their mouth is like estamos hablando con el capitán leo barca aquí adentro del internet <laughs> Al próximo, aquí en Telemundo, estamos mirando Sábado Gigante, you know, like, and, and they look like the honkiest dude in the world, you know, so, so they're, they're outliers, but like, yeah. other than, other than those outliers, they're not a lot of tall people, you know, like, yeah. so. It's, yeah, it's just kind of weird, um, like, compared to the standard here, uh, when it comes to, like, human height, I've, uh, I've had to think about it. And so in Norway, uh, like Norwegians are taller than Americans, even white Americans. And I, I know that it's just because, you no, know, I've been to the US a bunch of times and I just notice a distinct difference. It's not huge, but it's like two, one, two or three inches on average, at least. It's just like mm. people are a bit shorter than here. But so let's say like the average height, if you combine, let's say white Americans and white Norwegians and maybe African Americans, whatever, just like some of the like more taller people, it would be like 180 centimeters for men. Uh, So I think that's six feet exactly, or maybe 5'11 or something. But that's that's like the normal height for like developed countries. But one thing I've thought about, and that's this, and I haven't actually figured this out. I bet you that if 180 is the average height, what that means is that what you have is within the range of normalcy up until 190 centimeters, and down to 170 because that's 10 centimeters above and 10 centimeters 
below 180. So that's the range of normalcy where you have those like 20 centimeters from 170 to 180. And I would oh. be willing to bet that 75% of all men are within that range. And so therefore, I would not call someone tall unless they're above 190. And I wouldn't call them short unless they're below 170. Okay, so so I'm 6'1". Do you get to call me a manlet? No, not at all, of course. All right. Uh, I know this is only somewhat related, but uh, just very quickly, Captain. Uh, at the live reading for Cars and Women magazine, there was a guy who was so tall, like, uh, I, I couldn't even get a read on him. He was so tall, he looked like he was fucking with the horizon, like a fish lens camera. Uh, just, um, but no, uh, there are outliers uh, <laughs> here in the United States. Uh, oh, yeah, but, right. you probably have more of those. It's because of those experiments you have over there. You have a bunch mm. of MK Ultra, like sort of weird uh, things that have uh, escaped from the labs. They really should not be in society. Actually, when you see him, if you see him again, you should tranquilize him and report him to the CIA <laughs> so he can catch um, some of, one of their subjects again. He's probably escaped from the lab. We we uh we we take pride in our genetically enhanced fed super hormone foods to turn yeah, into that's... these like uh these eleven foot like disposable assassins here in America. Yeah, yes, no I no one does it do. as good as we can. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what what with the thing earlier, that's not really that important. But it's just like sort of an autistic thing that I've been thinking about. So according to that standard, even someone who's like five nine, that's like one hundred and seventy five centimeters, I wouldn't actually call him a manlet either. He is as as short as six one is tall. You know, six one is tall, but I wouldn't really say that. It's not like people will talk about you like, yes, he's that tall guy. You know, and if someone's like five oh, right, nine, right. it's not like, yeah, he's that midget dude. You know, you have to kind of be above one ninety centimeters. I think that's six four or five, um, or below one hundred and seventy centimeters, which I think is like five seven or five eight. You know for me to say you're either tall or short because those 20 centimeters they just represent the range of uh, like the human scope that is what it means to be a normal human being hmm. that's just uh, so like the the whatever the representation of our genome ordinarily i have a I have a I have a question, and excuse me if this comes off as selfish, Captain. But uh, so I, I'm six one. Are there women in Norway taller than me? Yes. All right. No. Death by snoo snoo. Let's. Yes. All right. But like, it's not like we're uh, we're that much taller. But like, like on average, I would say it's probably like two or three inches on average. You know, okay. so but you still find dudes here is like five eight and five nine, but the average height is just taller. And you see a bunch of dudes who are like six six or six seven. It's more normal here. I uh, I I think it's kind of uh all right. So you you were talking about the differences between being tall and like oh shit, it's like tall guy. You know mm -hmm. the differences between that. So uh. I dated a girl who was six feet tall, but
but she used to tell people she was 5'11", because by her own admission, she said the whoa at 5'11 was never as bad as the whoa at six feet tall. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really funny. My wife now, she's like five. So that is why I've been thinking so much about this, because I've had a lot of issues. You know, I've been thinking, am I short? Am I short or am I tall? You know what I mean? No, no. That so I, I, in the I, evening, I, I've been like really, you know, crying a lot about it. Like, why I, you know, am I alive? <laughs> because I'm know, not tall enough. <laughs> Cap Captain, we, we, we all have our cross to bear. You know, uh, some people are born flat footed. Uh, some people are born without a sense of taste. Uh, some people are born in Bangladesh. Uh, but you know, you're 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 five eleven, and that's your cross to bear. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's a cross to bear either. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no, no, like um, it is strange how uh, even when you cross into the threshold of being tall, uh, whenever I'm at like a a, a concert a bar, sometimes a restaurant, usually live music, or even in like a theater. Uh, anyone who's above a certain size immediately does like big dude math and sizes up and it's like, can I kick that guy's ass? Yeah, I could kick that guy's ass. Or they're like, can I kick that guy's ass? No, I'm going to keep watching the show. You know, like, <laughs> uh, there's always this weird dynamic whenever like, uh, not to generalize, but like, there's like big dude physics and mechanics out there. You know, or at least here in the United States, because, you know, uh, um, I imagine like, well, I'm sure you've seen that before, right? Like uh, uh, men of certain sizes sort of like uh, how, how like Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like uh, country Mac, ocular pat downs, <laughs> like anyone who's six feet tall and above. Like they're now on this radar, but all right, perhaps I'm biased because I am I am a midget among giants. I'm six one. Uh, so when it comes to that, like sizing people up and could I kick his ass and could I kick whoever's ass? Uh, I just remember this dude. He uh, he was like a Norwegian champion in boxing, and he would always find these like huge dudes and absolutely those dudes were like never afraid of him because he was small. And so they just didn't know what the fuck they were up against. And he just fucking blasted them every time. So oh. it's not like, but, you know, of course, size has something to say. If those dudes had been training boxing for 15 years, like he had, it would probably have been different. But, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, total size has something to say in a fight, but not necessarily height. Like you have, you have dudes who can be like five, nine or something, but they're really broad shouldered and they weigh like 190 pounds, but they're not fat and they could easily kick someone's ass who's six, four and just normal. You know what I mean? So it has to do right. with like mass well, and like well, proportions and skill. But then and there technique. Are who are like, uh, like Joe Pesci in like Goodfellas or casino, like, but they exist in all races, just like, mm. uh, small little, like, you know, fucking Wolverines. Uh, they just won't go down. They're just yes. the scrappiest. Oh, they're the worst. Uh, I, and, and the worst on top of that is if they have a big mouth. Oh, that's just because because very few could pull it off. But they're like, in, in Captain, in life, the FPS MMORPG, they have like level question mark, question mark over their head. 
All right. Yeah, they do. Like, you just like you don't know what's going there. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you're dealing with. <laughs> You you need a raid party. That's what you need to take this guy down. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I don't know how uh, how how well this is going to be uh, received amongst my listeners. Me and you just passing out about height. Perhaps in 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 day to day everyday life, uh, a man who is six nine uh, under the right circumstances, I'm sure, could make short work of many people. But uh, they don't ever seem to fare very well in like uh mixed martial arts whether it's in like a ring or it's in a um a cage like because the long limbs make you actually a target mm, okay so uh, long limbs gives you range and and mobility to some extent but it makes you slower and it also makes you a target a long arm or a long leg is a target for an arm bar or whatever. And it also makes you easier to uh, sort of like, I don't know, flip over. You know, the Neanderthals, they were like short, they were like five, six or something. And they were much stronger than Homo sapiens. They would absolutely, I mean, of course they were defeated, um, bred out and hunted out. But like, if you took a Neanderthal and t- made him fight bare knuckle against a Homo sapiens, mm-hmm. he would win nine out of ten times. They had like superhuman strength. Ah, they were incredibly that, no. strong. Did, did they have long limbs? No, they were short. They had really oh. short legs and big upper bodies, and their like chests and their lungs were twice so- as big as ordinary humans. So, uh, so, the, so their torsos looked like refrigerators, like yes, and they had like short, uh, really stuffy necks and big, thick skulls. Mm. Oh man! You know what? I, I hope, I hope we find a Neanderthal stuck in amber like a mosquito. So instead of Jurassic Park, we could have like Neanderthal gladiator events. We could live stream it got sponsors you know hey you know where those weapons came from home depot <laughs> from should, from i from ikea i measured the length of my legs before my wedding to get my suit and then i found out that my legs are the same length as my wife's legs a female legs <laughs> uh, she's with like how how long of a reach you have is 188. Oh, so, so I'm probably so, a Neanderthal okay. living in mud huts and stuff, you know, not really human beings. You know well, what I mean? Well, well, no, <laughs> no, no, I don't mean no, that. Hang, no, hang on there, buddy. <laughs> hang on there. Before you start disparaging the Suomi community. Um, but no, 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 no. Uh, uh, I, I am curious. Uh, the, the, the indigenous people of scandinavia are they the suomi people because i know there's like a bunch in finland right yeah Uh, it's the same as the Finns. they are the Finns are them now 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 just very quickly uh do do the other scandinavians like uh do they see Finns as non-scandinavian the other scandinavians might but i don't uh, but the thing about the Finns, they've studied their genealogy and they've found that 
the Finnish people who are, they all look a bit like me, coincidentally. Uh, they're blonde and whatever. Uh, but they are like, on a DNA level, they're primitive. And they have the highest prevalence of both uh, Neanderthal and Cro-Magnon DNA in all of Europe. Wow. So they are okay. actually sort of like the Native Americans. They're like, uh, they're an indigenous people. And that's the same. A lot of Norwegians are also indigenous. Like we've had a bunch of, you know, we're, we're mixed just like the United States. Like, it's not like you can say that Norwegians are like, oh, these Vikings or whatever. It, it, you know, we've had Spaniards and French people and Brits and Irish and Germans and Polacks and whatever coming here for hundreds of years. So we're, we're mm. well mixed together, but we okay. still have, especially up in the north and inside of the middle region of the country, we have these people who you can kind of see it on them and you see it a bit on me too, where with like these like high cheekbone bones, you know what I mean? I have very high cheekbones too. It's sort of like kind of looks like a Mongolian with blonde hair. And blue eyes <laughs> well well uh you'll have to excuse me speaking as a as an uncultured american slob but uh growing up uh like scandinavian like countries were almost always synonymous with being like white but different mm. kinds of white because like you know uh it wasn't until and i'm sure like you know like like uh like like the other scandinavian countries and like the rest of europe like there are also like you know immigrant populations right so uh it's not until um like for example the first time i ever went to canada uh it was like oh they also have black people dude i thought canada was an entire country of like white guys named doug who like went to a <laughs> diner ordered like chicken salad but got the tuna melt and went eh you know, uh, and, and left a good tip and didn't complain. <laughs> uh, like that, I, I was surprised and it was like, and they speak French too. Jesus Christ, what's going on up here? Um, it's not yeah, until man. like, uh, uh, just, uh, uh, one last thing. I'm very sorry, Captain, but no, like, no, no, that's fine. I'm sorry for interrupting. Continue. Uh, uh, no, 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 you're good. You're good. In, in the 1996 world cup, uh, there was this guy, if memory serves me correctly, on the German soccer team, and his name was Tanko Tanko, and he was like blacker than Wesley Snipes, like 11.59 p.m. black. It was just this like create a character thing, and it was just like this running void in a fucking soccer uniform. And uh, I had no idea black people were in Europe until I was like, you know, right. So uh, you, you live and learn, you know. And today I learned that, you know, the Norwegians had, you know, uh, according to Captain Barca, like, you know, I had no idea the fucking Portuguese and Italians, like, you know, arrived hundreds of years ago. I, I do. I like how you said instead of Polish, Polacks. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good old timey phrase. I love that. You know, uh, it's actually a known, well, not known, but it's a thing that nerds know. Okay, so along the western coast of Norway, which is where my adoptive family um, is from. Uh, there's a lot of people with uh, brown eyes and, and black hair. And uh, a big reason for that is because of Spanish ships who uh, sunk and whatever, and like they were fucking stranded. You, you need to remember that there's like uh, the first time 
that someone like visited northern Norway was 500 years before Christ. It was like a Greek explorer who went to this city named Tromsø and, and like uh, did like an, I don't know, an exploration and like oh, shit, really? shit about them. And uh, it's been like for a long time, there's been contact between these people. But especially on the Western coast, it's very normal. Out like now, people have the last 20 years, people have moved to the cities and moved all over the place. But like my family and some of their cousins, distant family, they're all like very like dark and they have like brown eyes and like black hair and they look kind of Spanish. And that's because they are genetically, they are Spanish. <laughs> like they were mixed, oh, not, not that they were all Spanish, but it's like a good mix into them. I'm like the only blonde person in my entire family. And that's because I'm adopted and my dad was uh, half Sami, half Norwegian. And my grandma, she was Italian, but she was from Northern Italy and she was pretty light skinned and she had light, like you have, actually you have like fairly light skinned Italians in Italy with blue eyes too. So it's not like, it, it's not as normal, but it, it's not, it's not like it doesn't oh, no. exist. I mean, uh, in regards to, uh, to the Italian side of your heritage, uh, it's not uncommon depending where in the country you go, not just in Italy, but even in like Greece, but like take Italy specifically, obviously the closer they are to like Switzerland, you're going to have more honky looking Italians than like swarthy Sopranos, Mamma Mia, whacking people at 2 p.m. over a parking spot kind of Italians, you know, and then the Sicilians, you know, there's a, it's a broad uh, range of, uh, of, um, peoples among one flag so the yeah. same thing can be said with the greeks like uh they're like uh, i mean uh, i imagine not as many as there used to be but even in like sicily and greece they're like people with red hair and blue eyes um the uh, the, the greeks and the nordics if you if you just look at some of the ancient like mythology of like Zeus and uh the dude who stole the flame, and then you look at Thor and Odin, and you look at their cultures, and uh, so this is not like commonly known, and people get all up in a thistle when you say this shit because they're like, doo, doo, they have their version of history, but the thing is, like the Greek and the Nordic and the Slavic pantheon proves that they were all the same people at one time. Mm, with the with the shared uh, foundational myths like Prometheus. Yeah. Yes, and uh, with us similar customs and cultures. Ah. Like on a deep, deep level. And uh, I'll send you some of those. Uh, I have some uh, actually released uh, through the Black Vault. I found some really cool CIA documents released through the Black Vault of uh, whatever. It's that website where they release cia documents and a lot of that stuff has to do with these like nerdy things like history and anthropology uh where that person goes into like the different cultures before uh the last great flood or great catastrophe and then he like hooks them all together it's like in northern and southern southern america there were these like great cultures and then you had atlantis which 
you know, Plato, he said that Atlantis was real. It's like, it's like the myth of Atlantis and then they make it into like a tinfoil thing with a bunch of aliens or that like uh, whatever television thing for kids where Atlantis, this like magical city under the water. So people think it's like retarded, but it's not, it's a real thing. It was a real thing. And that's uh, the sea people. You're spot on because among ancient Greek ruins, there are like ancient batteries and like there there are like uh, remains of um, clearly something that predates this but, you know, we're like seven uncomfortable questions away from going like, 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 uh, like, like you mentioned, like in Latin America, like, why is there a reoccurring story of like, oh, visitors showed up and they were super giant and fair skinned. And uh, like some of them even ended up as mummies from like yes. Egypt to Peru. They're just like, hey, like uh, we found a mummy and it's 4000 or older years old. And it's like uh, they were either blonde or had red hair and they were fair skinned, even have in you, like places like Southeast Asia. You have know? you seen all the megaliths? There's like there's literally pyramids outside of Cuba at the depth of uh, 2,500 meters. Really? Yes, but like half of it shit most people don't even know about. But it's not like some tinfoil thing. It's a real scientific endeavor and they have the photos of it and they have they know it's there it's just that people don't talk about it because you can't let all the normies know that there's been a civilization before because then maybe i don't know they wouldn't get all the booster shots or whatever i don't know (laughs) what do you think (laughs) just some reason you know i just can't fucking tell them (laughs) but but uh 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 very quickly before I forget, um, I am uh, uh, I am curious in where when when you uh, when you were traveling through places like Thailand and, and mm-hmm. Cambodia and stuff like that, is it a, is it a meme for the tourists of just to put anything on a stick and eat it like scorpions and, and shit like that? Like no, that's for the tourists. Do they don't do they eat that shit or no? Okay, so in Thailand, they don't actually eat it. Uh, They have it as like um, a thing that retarded tourists do when they're drunk to like sort of like, I don't know, on a dare for each other. And uh, so what I learned, because I spent a bunch of time there, uh, I was a diving instructor in Thailand for a while. uh, And I got to know some of the local people. And actually, the local people in Thailand... I made friends from there who are like, they're really like smart people. They're really cool people. They know a bunch of shit about a bunch of stuff and they're very successful now. Some of them have moved to Norway. Um, But yeah, when it comes to that, like eating uh, nasty shit in Thailand, at least like for instance, scorpions, they would like put Uh these scorpions on a stick. And that was a meme because you would have these tourists paying like $30 just so that they would get on a picture that they were eating a scorpion. But it was like a joke amongst the locals because they don't eat scorpion because it tastes like fucking shit because and I've tasted it because the more you chew, the drier it gets. <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world. It's just oh, nasty. And it's just... Sounds... Yeah. Oh. And like... Ew. And like, okay, have you ever, you've had shrimp before, yeah? Yeah. 
Okay, have you had shrimp with its outside on? Uh, yes, not accidentally, not by choice, but yes. So one time, actually, when I was in Sweden, uh, when I was like getting to know my wife, I was at this party and there was a girl there and she was, just, we were eating shrimp and she was just like, oh, I never take off the shells. My dad taught me this. You just eat them like this. And then she ate the entire thing with the brain and everything and just ate the entire shrimp. Like basically almost raw. It was just like lightly boiled and then she ate it like it was normal. And oh. I, I tried it and I was like, this is disgusting. Uh, but yeah, imagine that. That was like a scorpion. So just nasty. Uh, but uh, it wasn't like common amongst the locals in Thailand, but they did have some insect meals, uh, but some of them were really good. Like actually... They have this like sort of fried rice with these like big ants in them that and the ants are like a combination between sweet and sour. So you have this like sort of fried rice with tiny bits of egg in it and this these like big ants that are like sweet and sour. And it's delicious. I ate it a lot. It was really good. Mm, <laughs> Ant fried rice? Yeah, ant fried rice, but it was really good. But it wasn't like that many, <laughs> maybe like 40 ants in like a portion, you know, uh, but they gave like, it was like a spice more than anything else. Mm. Are you telling me an ant fried with this rice? All right, I'll stop, I'll stop, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, that, that sounds that sounds great because uh, um, uh, we often take for granted uh, how ridiculously different things are not just outside of our national borders but like overseas you know uh and 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 uh uh i might sound incredibly biased when i say this but like um you know like like uh, I, I imagine a place like southeast asia is like similar uh, where in like in latin america and where like sometimes there are varying degrees of like unsafety you know like bogota is not exactly the tourist capital of the world uh, but that does not stop expats from showing up for like hookers and blow. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, however, uh, a place like Bangkok, I imagine, is much safer than a place like uh, uh, Bogota. But 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 the point is, all right. Uh, it is it is wild, though, how um, like like you had made friends with the locals. But like, you know, I imagine you put some effort into like the language, right? No. Oh, oh, you son of a bitch. Like, you Absolutely fucking did it, zero. like, easy mode for you? Absolutely zero effort. Actually, a lot of times I was, like, making fun of their language. Like, thank you. Oh, you big old meanie. I was doing that shit, too. <laughs> oh, because this whole time I was just like, hey, because I was hoping you, you had learned at least a handful of phrases just because in Latin America you could kind of, like, just... Showing up with zero Spanish is sort of default for some tourists, but like even ahead, even in America, you go to a fucking taco truck and you know, and you see on their face and their body language ease up because you know, or sometimes I what you want <laughs> because their English is just shitty and it's not their fault. 
but no, I, I thought I thought you had a uh, learned the Thai language, which isn't as insane sounding as Vietnamese, because to me, Vietnamese sounds like you put a bunch of cats in a canvas sack and swing it against a tree. All right. But uh, no, I had no idea you fucking easy moded it with nothing but English. But I did the same. I remember when I was in high school, we went to uh, we went to Germany on like an exchange program. I also went to the Czech Republic on an exchange program. But when I was in Germany, it was just really funny. I was like 18. And uh, the first thing like that I did whenever I got the chance was to start making fun of Hitler and the Holocaust and stuff and just see how people would react. And the thing is, I guess that's part of my, whatever you want to call it, online persona and why I say the shit I do because most of the people it actually made them really soften up it like opened all the wells and all the walls of everything because I just went to the heart of the biggest taboo that they have and just uh, made fun of it and then people would absolutely laugh their ass off and uh, that's why I have such a big issue with like the culture now with political correctness and whatever, because it's obviously designed to do nothing else than to make people self-censor and basically trust each other less. <laughs> oh, if I may, if, if I may, if I may chime in and uh, I'm really glad you bring this up, Captain, but uh, you know, one thing I've noticed with uh, culture war, which is a part of like identity politics, you know, and, and uh, which exists both on the left and the right. All right. Uh, and like you said, it's uh, I don't want to say it's just a distraction. I mean, it is. But I truly believe. A lot of culture war and especially identity politics is like a, a time sink, like a funnel where time and energy gets poured into. All right. Oh yeah, that's and, true. And and it it prevents any meaningful um, like uh, collectivization, I suppose. Like even something as simple like you know, hey, go vote in the local election. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I don't want to turn this into the I'm going to argue for local politics power hour. Don't worry, Captain. I'm not gonna. But but the point is. Um, a lot of culture war, like a lot of it is like people who are terminally online shadow boxing on a hamster wheel called Twitter. And like, I'm like, the, you know, uh, I'm a, I don't want to come off like a hypocrite. Like ultimately it's how you use it, you know, like Twitter, even though it's a part of this global algorithm driven marketing and surveillance mind control grid, it's everyone's favorite appendage of that. But, um, uh, like what makes it uh, what makes it hard though is um, like uh, uh, oh uh, uh, shit! I stopped to think and I forgot to start again. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, fuck! I was going somewhere with this. Ah, fuck. Um, uh, hold on. Let me retrace my steps. Uh, global Twitter. Oh, that's right. Uh, identity politics and culture war. There you go. So these things, uh, they purity spiral before they die and are born again as something new. So like uh, right now, I think we're hitting not, not just on the left because people are starting to ask questions, Captain, about these whole like th about this tomboy genocide nonsense. Even the normies are starting to ask questions. So that's happening on the left. 
And of course, we're going to play up race once we get to the 2022 midterm elections. On the right, uh, there's a whole big game of notice and move on because people have pretended it's been 2015 for the past eight years and there's not a lot to show for it unless you've got like, you know, a book or a substack or something to show. So, yes, um, like identity politics and so much of that, it's just uh, it's it's meant to make people walk circles in the desert, but thinking they're crossing the horizon every couple of weeks. That's yeah. the point I want to make. And you're right. Uh, but of course, the normies are going to start asking questions eventually. So I'll just give you like Norway as a case. Okay, so Norway has always been fairly homogenous and we've always had it's like a thing that my dad told me too when he was he's danish we've always had really good comedy here like really really good dark comedy and just like funny motherfuckers doing funny shit on like state television for a long time making fun of trans people remember i sent you that like one skit about those people were going to cross the north pole and they had like one person who had Down syndrome because he was easy to deal with. Oh, and yeah, one who was yeah. autistic. Yeah. <laughs> like that type of humor was always very common here. But here we didn't go like for on a slow boil. Here it went from like this is normal to just like bleh, you know, like very fast. Like in two years, oh. everything <laughs> changed. And people well. were just like, what the fuck is happening? This is weird. And well, then, um, yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I'd like to build on what you're saying, Captain. I'm, I'm sorry for the inter interruption, but this is very important because you touch on something very important because it's kind of tied into the culture war. These people who are saying the hard R and tranny and making all those jokes are now the biggest fucking narcs in the universe, all right? The mm -hmm. biggest gang of snitches in the world right now. They are worse than any, like, uh, state-turned-witness in any country in the world. They're the worst. And, like, you know... Uh, um, I don't know if, if that unfolded on Norwegian state TV, but this went from like, <laughs> look at that, to like, how dare you think that? You're a bad person for thinking that. Shame on you. Did that happen in Norway? Yes. Oh, boy. Well, uh, some other things happened, too. Okay, so <clears throat> it's hard for me to explain to you, but just suddenly a lot of weird shit started happening all once, and then... For instance, we've always been like very preoccupied with our royal family. That's always been very important to us. Like how, how are they doing? What are they doing? What's up with them? And whatever. And then suddenly our like princess, she started like an angel school where you could get in touch with the angels and whatever. And that was like a DMT basically schools like totally people these like hippies were totally out of it and she was dating this dude who uh, was like uh, just married into the royal family and he's one of the dudes who said that Kevin Spacey had touched him and then he committed suicide as they say and then she started dating this black dude named Durek who says he's a reptilian from the Andromeda galaxy There's a dude, his name is Durek, that she is dating. Are you there? 
Oh, well, anyway. Um... <laughs> well, if, if this was, if, if, if this was like, a, um, uh, uh, like the plot of a movie, I'm expecting David Icke to show up in the middle of act two. Like, you know, let me tell you about the reptilians in the astral plane. But isn't that <laughs> weird that he latches onto her, but he's like a Hollywood dude. He's like a Hollywood bullshit guy he's this like dude who sells crystals everywhere he's like uh i don't know what the fuck his deal is but uh he's deep into the royal family now you know he just uh had these cases of like all these top un people and people in nobel prize committee with their ties to epstein and all kinds of shit like that and i think people just can't deal with it like we we had this view of our nation we were like a little switzerland we had our little royal family and our pride it's just like humiliation ritual that's just uh, happening, you know uh that you know about probably over there in the u.s it's like oh boy and humiliation how. ritual and nobody wants to like really talk about it they don't want well, to think about it but it's just like what the fuck do you see what they're doing to our country and it's like what the fuck and then you're gonna be like patriotic and now you're gonna go defeat putin and all kinds of shit you're all jammed up with this like gene juice shit fucking suddenly you'll be dead maybe and so what the fuck are you even talking about is but that's part of the demoralization this is the most complete demoralization i think a human being will ever witness because of technology because of the capability with social media and stuff like that i don't think there has been a human being there has been human beings before us that have seen their civilizations die when the mongolians invaded and whatever but but i really don't think there's ever been men like our age who's ever seen our culture perverted to this extent by these oh, forces mean, that it, you can't address you cannot talk to them you, you mean uh um to, to have it to, to have the rise and decline of of civilization like a speed run in our lifetime <laughs> well yes but there's just like something like really wicked like in the media landscape here too it's just like so perverse like there's like a a newspaper and it's just funny everyone knows it's a shit newspaper it's not like this newspaper has any good standing or anything but so one of the people high up in a newspaper was just tweeting like about how she was so happy that alex jones uh has been given that fine for whatever that shit he did with the oh Senate. yeah that, that but, exorbitant amount of money Yes, but that newspaper, literally, dude, it's so fucked up. Every I go in there like once a week just to see how fucked up it is. And it becomes more and more fucked up. It's like a couple of weeks ago, I went in there and then I was like, meet Lena29. She has gang bangs and she came out of her <laughs> anus. <laughs> It's like fucking demonic, dude. It's literally like we're at that sort of like demon level, you know, with like the oh, whatever that's, celebrity that's sphere, sphere. And it's just this like things like, look at this, look at that. And there's like, look, he has cancer in his eyes. And, it's, and then it's just like, she likes to have sex with the boss and just like perversion and death. 
Oh, you know, I, you know what, you know what, you know what, Captain, I know this is going to sound like a fucking, I'm beating a dead horse when I say this, but, um, part of the demoralization, uh, I mean, some have posited that it only makes sense if you look at it as if you're like under occupation, uh, some of those people make a good point, but that's not the discussion here. Uh, because they're not wrong i'll say that much however however uh part of the demoralization is how um at least here uh in the united states the entire 2010s was just this like tumblr becomes real life sort of (laughs) ordeal and uh nikolai tesla is right about seeing man-made horrors in our lifetimes that we cannot comprehend (laughs) so so what happens is uh, i'm gonna go out on a limb and and say this okay so um somewhere in hell like uh moloch is talking to asmodeus and moloch is like hey listen fucking mammon he's making a killing out there but listen i check this out I'm going to make the little girls cut their titties off and then we'll become like little zipper tit uh, eunuchs. Uh, I'm guaranteed uh, a sale down the road, you know, so uh, I'm going to go pitch this to uh, Lucifer. And if I get the green light, I'll see if I could blame the Orthodox Church on it because the economy's going bad. Mammon owns like every mansion on the East Coast. I got squat. So uh, the economy's going to go bad. And, uh, you know, the, the, the useless ones. They're never going to go after any of the other Abrahamic religions beyond Christianity. But that's getting kind of old. Uh, let's pick on the Orthodox Church. Let's really, you know, hey, we div- we diversified, right? Let's make use of it. And then, like, you know, Asmodeus is like, oh, cool, Moloch. Good luck. Tell, tell the big man downstairs I sent regards. Um, so uh, I, I that that happened in this country. And it was kind of weird and slow and gradual. But then before you, like... I'm sure you've seen this tweet and ladies and jerks at home. This is heartbreaking. Like this woman who were, I forget if she's in like a clinic or in a hospital, but she was like, this is the fourth girl this month that has asked me, well, my breasts, when are my breasts going to grow back? Like you're not going to grow back. You fucking retards. If they cut them off, what do you think? (laughs) But, but do you seriously, how can it be? That's I, I wish I was making, Captain, I wish I was making this up, man, but uh, it is wild out there. Moloch Moloch wants his share no matter what. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, it's just fucked up. (laughs) All of this. Um, But but you but 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 you see real quickly, like the uh, the 2010s. Listen, I know I joke about this on Twitter, but like history will not be kind to the 2010s. Because there came this point where, like, okay, Captain, I can't prove this, but I know it to be true. The Mayan calendar ended in like the near the end of December in 2012. Yes. And it wasn't the literal destruction of the universe. I suppose it was like the the end of a cycle and the beginning of a new one. And uh, that's when we call, like, we entered what I like to call mumbo jumbo times all right like 2013 2013 and beyond like words mean things that was uh beaten with pipes and chains and rolled up into a big persian rug and set on fire and thrown off the roof words mean things uh like because now 
it, it was like we were like everyone was coloring outside the lines with like here here's my favorite example uh society dictates language but now you have people who feel that language dictates society and that is part of the self-censorship you mentioned like l- people who believe language dictates society are people who like try to pass legislation to change how you think you know and and like i i, I won't beat this dead horse but like look at bill c16 in canada like if you don't use the right pronouns that's war crimes up there <laughs> you know uh so it's this very insidious thing and that all became commonplace in the last decade and uh i have no other way how to put it because i've tried to explain it to myself because it doesn't make sense to me dude like I, the only way i could like phrase it to mentally digest is like for ever since day one all right leo uh mm-hmm. society dictates language that's how it's been since day one and then starting in 2013 uh there are people who feel that language dictates society and yes. that's one of the reasons why we're here like now you are here that's one of the reasons but uh, they're going out on their last breath now <clears throat> there's not a lot of people who take them seriously anymore There really is oh. not a lot of people who take them seriously anymore. Like, they are the laughing stock. Everyone's just fucking ridiculing them and making fun of them. Like, it's just, I think it's bigger than we believe it to be. It's just, I think a lot of people don't voice their opinions as much as we do. But, like, now that this, okay, <laughs> it has really permeated normie culture now, the ridiculousness of this when you have this dude who used to be a woman who changed his name to Jörn and now he's on like breakfast TV identifying as someone who's crippled but he's not oh Jesus Christ (laughs) and then they're saying on breakfast TV this is such an inspiring story this is wow, wow, what a hard thing to live with for Jorun. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> oh it, it, you're, you're, uh the way... you're, you're so brave. You're so yeah, brave. <laughs> basically, what I actually tweeted about, let me, I tweeted about it. Let me find this here. TV2 <laughs> interviews man, woman mm-hmm. named Jorun, who has an identity where he's paralyzed from the butt down. He's functional, but he identifies as handicapped. They say, what an impactful and incredible story we were served with this morning. She has an incredibly rare diagnosis. We are all touched uh, to see how well Jörn uh, put his words on life's challenges. <laughs> what the fuck did it? <laughs> like, it is has to red pill people. It's like, this is TV2 Norway. It's like the biggest... TV channel in Norway on their fucking breakfast show they have this dude named Jörn who says he identifies as a cripple now 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 I'm just curious because how is that normal you know no no I'm 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 just curious well you also see horrors on like Canadian TV and like you know uh sometimes on the on the BBC especially but like you see here 
herein lies a uh, uh, part of the uh, the uncultured slovenly American perspective on your program, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. You see, what we take for granted here in the United States is that, like, you know, in Canada, there are like a handful of like state-sponsored television channels. Same goes for, I think, most countries. Really, it's not. It's like, yeah. Legacy media in the United States is kind of sort of propped up by things like the State Department, like, you know, like looking at UCBS. Uh, Mm -hmm. But outside of that, it's like, you know, um, like uh, not like independent channels, but like in in the here in the U.S., it's like basic TV is like uh, a little bit more than a handful of channels. And then comes the insanity of cable TV which has bought us things like Adult Swim and uh, The Sopranos and crap like that, you know? So uh, we often take for granted that, you know, uh, we have the option that, like, honey, um, the demoralization, uh, uh, uglification of children propaganda is on the news. Okay, can he change the channel? Hell yeah, Chappelle Show reruns on Comedy Central. All right, like, <laughs> uh, but but no, um, it is kind of sad to hear that. I had no idea. So, is Breakfast TV like the national morning news show in in, in Norway? Not anymore. But you have this. Uh, so something started happening. I think it was around, like you said, at that time, twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen. That is one, because, okay, so we have NRK, um, that's like the state television, and then we have like some commercial channels, and the biggest commercial channel, that is TV2, but something started happening around 2015 to 16 to 17, I guess a bit before that, but really in that time period, where they started making all of these like celebrity shows and they started making everything like really fucking retarded. Like it, mm. it, it got like suddenly it became very retarded. Like the entire content. Just because I never, I've never had a TV, but I've, I have grandparents and stuff. And so whenever I would visit them, there would just be like this, these periods like in a new year. And I'm just noticing that on the TV is fucking more retarded than it used to be. You know, it's becoming more and more retarded. Whereas it's like, and the news that they send as well, there's like more and more retarded. There's like really fucking brain damage. After a while, I'm just like, what the fuck? It, but it's because it's for old people and whatever. But they just couldn't keep up, I guess, with YouTube or, or something. But it became these like sort of like celebrity cults everywhere where everything's like about the celebrities and about this. And this like sort of like making our entire culture just like vapid and just like sort of like Hollywood. You know what I mean? Hollywood. Oh, oh well. Turning Norway into Hollywood, like a little Hollywood with all these retards everywhere saying retarded shit, doing retarded shit all day and just well, like nothing I, of value is being produced. So I have, I have a question. So around around this era, uh, like uh, 2015 to 2016, do you feel like it, it kicked into hyperdrive of like tabloid driven uh, media and like sensationalism and because, yeah, as uh, soon as Trump was elected, mm, that's okay, when because, it really started. Because, you know, uh, it's sort of 
like Trump winning the election sort of forced people's hands about like, well, tell me how you really think, you know, <laughs> and it was a. Uh, uh you know what it reminded me of okay i know it's not the best comparison but uh i remember there was a period in the 2000s where people outside of america hated george w bush more than americans and there were plenty of americans who hated george w bush all right but the point is uh the hatred for donald trump that came out of people it was as if he were this all-encompassing source of global and internal and interpersonal evil manifest yes. and uh to see state tv programming from around the world paints him out to be it was like hey uh satan called in sick uh <laughs> you know so we we got you know the the guy from you know uh um uh jamaica queens the yes. devil in a suit it was just fucking crazy that entire time. And then they were all so happy when Biden was elected. Now they're a grown-ups are in charge. And it's like, what wow. the fuck? It's like, just look at that shit. You know? I would, I, I would like to think... None of them take... can come to terms with any of this shit. It's because, like, the, the harder their Trump derangement syndrome, the more they went into the vaccines and the rest of it, and the less they can admit to today. But now we're oh. all sitting here oh, like a bunch uh, of fucking um, retards, you know, except me, you know, I'm not a retard. I'm, I'm just not, <laughs> but most people seem to be. Sorry, but like, what the fuck? If any of you are listening to me, you got all those shots and whatever, and everything you're making sense, read the fact checking, use the device news. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with your fucking head? Can't you think? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Uh, what I, I would like to say that, um, oh my God. Like, uh, like, you said that these people like leaned into like you know the the gene altering mystery fluid and 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 whatnot. Uh, um, I don't know if saying vaccine on a podcast will get me fucking like nuked from orbit like it no, used to. Not on, anymore. Like, now you're allowed to talk about it. Now okay, it's supposed okay. to uncover. You can say whatever you so, want. So, uh, um. I think, okay, so in, in Cars and Women magazine issue number four, I wrote this thing called the Ukrainian litmus test. Yes, and I basically, remember that one. Yes, yeah, so basically the point of it is if you get someone's answer on like the whole, like where do they stand on the Russian-Ukraine conflict, which I always felt was an example of like, you know, some people have no opinion on it, you know? You're not obligated to have an opinion on shit, but if they are pro-Ukrainian, then you can make several educated guesses like they probably support Black Lives Matter and they think pattern recognition is racist and like FBI crime statistics are like racist numerical based hocus pocus and shit like that. And they can't wait. They can't wait to see like men beat the fuck out of women in sports and mixed martial arts, you know, and and they're all vaccinated surprise surprise huh like it's so like hand in glove you know what's weird they're cheering on war that biden is driving forward well i mean not personally he's just the fucking face of this administration or shadow cabal or whatever the fuck you want to call it but like when Bush, the same people who cried when Bush invaded Iraq and Afghanistan, they're like, we need to give even more money to, to Ukraine. Um, it's 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 also tiresome, Leo. Jesus Christ.
Yes, but at the same time, you know, there's a, there's something to be said. Like I'm kind of like a bit more in the middle when it comes to all this because so if you just look at China and Russia, just look at some videos of what they're doing to people in China right now, like sending them to those quarantine camps and stuff like that. You know, um, no matter. I guess that's where I would say the demoralization has come from. For some reason, China and Russia or whatever people affiliated with people who want them to succeed have been able to get into the media and entertainment industry here and been doing this to us because that's the only logical conclusion I can draw from it. Uh, because when you see Russia and China in their like sort of like geopolitical companionship out there like what you're seeing is uh mordor and isengard like russia that's isengard you've seen the lord of rings right are you there by the way just very quickly uh i uh one of one of my uh favorite memes of the early 2000s of uh um Lord of the Rings, where Legolas goes, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard and just like looping that into a remix. But no, uh, I do know Isengard, my friend. <laughs> That's Russia. <laughs> mm. Mordor is China. But that doesn't excuse our own sort of like elites uh, home here. But what I see they're doing is because I think they're they're all on the same team, really. They're all playing... The people of their own nations because there's just like certain things now that are just counterintuitive to every wish of any peace-loving person who wants to live in peace here in Norway and not that they don't want to be a coward or anything to not fight mm. Russia but they just they want to have a happy life and then there's certain things, like for instance, now Snowden, he is a, a part of Russia. So now if Snowden uh, like says anything about the, the NSA and whatever, then that's Russian propaganda, you know? Well, uh, there's uh, these uh, like it, basic things that we were all talking about before as issues that we were all concerned about. And this is oh. happening increasingly now in Norway with these like, uh, defense reports where they're like, oh, we're very worried about these uh, uh, people who might think that uh, they could enact a political change in Norway. And, the, the, and then like, just, if you just read like their reports that I read, and I'm part of the defense here as well, but I'm against those people because it's just like a lot of people here now feel threatened by those people because they're just like, okay, so what you're saying, like if you read their reports and actually just go good for everything they say, uh, I guess what we should do is shut off our own internet and, uh, you know, start uh, basically uh, creating a totalitarian fascist hellhole. You know, it's um, like, that's their solution. It's like, oh no, the enemy, they are going after free speech. So let's go after free speech. <laughs> you know? I, I, I do I do have a question, uh, 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 just very quickly. Because um, you had mentioned like things that, you know, they used to be issues and then they fall by the wayside. Uh, a perfect example of it is uh, what you just uh, DM'd me on Twitter. Uh, 
that whole Travis Scott thing was this horrifying, unnecessary uh, uh, sacrifice that just happened. And the and the there's blatant footage of Travis Scott singing while someone is being carried out by that. All right, I can't prove this, but I believe it to be true. During the Travis Scott debacle, there was a, a an individual or individuals who were just like sneaking in the crowd, injecting people with fentanyl. Hmm. Yeah, well, just throwing maybe. it out there. On top of whatever insane. Uh, dark arts <laughs> were done to make that, you know what I mean? Uh, outside of that, you know, there were casualties because because there were so many bizarre and terrifying on the ground accounts of people who were there, uh, mm. both video wise and like testimonial wise. Uh, however, um, there were a lot of uh, deaths that day and some were overdoses and like, you know, uh, uh, fentanyl is now uh, buried in the foundation of uh, 21st century problems. So, yeah. Uh, what I just sent you. <laughs> Go to your DMs. <laughs> oh, God, why? Oh, no. Dude. <laughs> why did you send me the Baphomet love couple? <laughs> Dude, something really funny. I just saw like... Uh... The best comment it was just i went on uh, 4chan politically incorrect just to sh- see what the shit posters were up to and, and then it was this like a uh, case about like a transgender person who was playing the piano with her penis <laughs> and then <laughs> I the comment was like <laughs> are we in hell serious question <laughs> Like, is oh, this man. already hell? Like, maybe we are being punished, you know? Maybe we're well, naughty boys, Menu. Well, uh, uh, th- there's always the possibility that this... Okay, uh, either this planet <laughs> is another place is hell. Uh, I subscribe to the theory that hell, is, uh, Earth is hell's R&D department. Oh. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, I-, I-, I heard someone once um, say... Earth is the sales funnel to hell. <laughs> All right. Um, however, I think uh, right now um, it's uh, uh, it's hard not to say it without coming off as like hyperbolic, but um, it, it's 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 it, there is objective metaphysical evil in the world, and yeah. Uh, um, uh, Sorry, so much of it comes from my country. <laughs> no, but uh, you, it's not a country. It is Babylon. You know? You're Fair Babylon. enough. Okay. Okay. If we can just roll with that. You know, um, I'm, believe, I'm becoming uh, more and more of a Christian the more I go into this. Not that I necessarily act like it, but just like some things that like antediluvian mythos and the snake and Eve in the garden and whatever. And it's all like making more and more sense, <laughs> especially with the Tower of Babel and then that like great hunter, what was his name again, whatever, the dude who built the Tower of Babel. 
Oh, Nim Nimrod. Uh, I, I, yeah, that's why we celebrate Christmas, you know, because of Nimrod and all that shit. And it's just like making increasingly sense to me why everything is the way it is. And uh, we're just all living inside of Babylon. And Babylon mm. is facing an existential crisis from the kings of the East. Now, the kings of the wow. East are going to invade Babylon, uh, wage war on Babylon. And, I, uh, uh, for some reason, Babylon has decided to just send all of its demonic second-rate things into the media of everyone's fucking TV screen. I don't well, understand I mean, the tactic, I mean, really. Like uh, not, I mean, like uh, realistically speaking, though, um, uh, it is... It, it, like it, there has been this very weird, across the board, uglification of things oh, in yeah. the 2010s, where like, um, uh, like by the end of the 2010s, we were celebrating fat women, and like, uh, it became like the body pos. It was uh, the body positive movements. But you ever notice there was like a weird double standard of like. You've got these women that look like they brush their teeth with milkshakes and they use bacon as band-aids and like, you know, they, they wear high waist. High waist clothing has helped fat women uh, in, in the West uh, to hide mounds of blubber. Uh, but you never see fat dudes celebrated as like strong, handsome men. It's this weird, like a hallmark of mumbo jumbo times is that the only standards are double standards. All right. So like um, if, if they're on state TV, there are drag queens that look like some horrible DMT alien demon uh, and they're twerking around children. And if you say anything wrong about it, like you're the bad guy, you know, uh, um, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. You know, yeah. they point and make that terrifying sound. Yeah, it is true. Um, it just seems, yeah. It seems sort of biblical, all this shit, you know, um, at a higher rate than just like foreign enemy subversion or whatever. I don't know. But it's just fun to like make fun of it and to make friends online and to say it how it is and to not be victimized to it, but just like be aware of it. And, uh, you know, I, I just cannot... I just wonder what the fucking normies are thinking right now. Like the people who've been all normed are like, I know some of them too, who are like, yes, the vaccine is good and you wear your mask and you do what's right. And they're not really dumb. It's just that they didn't, couldn't be fucking bothered, you know? They just wanted right. to believe. That's what's so sad. They wanted to believe that there was something good in the world. And then I was telling them, no, there is nothing good in the world. This is demonic and you need to wake up. And if you don't, you're fucking retarded. And then they would not wake up. And instead they said I was insane or whatever. And uh, and, and what's sad, you, you, you're right. Because what's sad is they're not a lot. A lot of them are not bad people, um, but uh, they were duped. Um, <laughs> it's not not to be like. Not to be mean, but it reminds me like sometimes you'll see uh, you'll see posts on Twitter or on Reddit uh, when someone has an abortion and they want they're urging other people to have an abortion to justify <laughs> their 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 bad decision. And yeah. people with the vaccine did the same thing. We're like, uh, yeah, yes. my child, 
my child developed multiple sclerosis overnight and I lost my uterus, but you should get vaccined. Like, yeah. uh, it's it even you could waterboard these people and, and they'll still tell you water ain't wet. Mm. It's, it's just bewildering, man. And some of them aren't bad people. That's an uncomfortable truth, but I'm glad you bring it up, Captain. Well, you know, it's just what it is. But now they're on to the to the next thing. But um, yeah, I'm done with the vaccines now. But I just remember it was really funny, especially. Okay, so <sighs> it was always so retarded here in Norway because at least in other countries you had high rates of people dying from COVID, as they said through the media, at least. But here, the numbers were always real clear, you know? And like the 23rd of August, 2021, the stats were in. There were like 135,000 people had been infected with COVID. And then the amount of dead under the age of like 30 was like four or six or something in total. And then between like the age of whatever up to 60, it was like 12. And so for the entire fucking fucking charade, the, the lethality rate of COVID, according to their own stats, never went above 0.003%. That was the worst it ever got here. Like really, really not a lot at all. And then like they had this like big thing in like in 2021 in like November, October or some sometime where they were like, oh, now we can all everyone go out and party, go kiss each other and go hug. We're going to have a party. We all got the vaccine. We did so good. And this is like, oh. what the fuck? I live in like a retarded, like this like place is like... So like a little demonic playground or something of like fucking hordes of NPCs. Just like that was that was a really weird part of COVID, um, where I remember um, in February uh, here in New York City, the New York City Public Health Commissioner was like, "Oh, don't let this get in the way of your travel options. Come to Chinatown. Don't be racist." Uh, uh, come uh, uh, if you don't let a Chinese person spit in your mouth, you're racist. Hug a Chinese person. Uh, come by to Chinatown, yay! And then the world shut down a month later. Uh, <laughs> that was so weird, man. There was um, a bunch. You know what happened here in Norway? This like dude. Okay, so now we have all these mysterious deaths that no one can explain, you know, these mystery illnesses and like, oh, mm -hmm. there's a bunch of people dying and nobody knows why. And then you have the vaccine, like dude in charge of the vaccines, he's even saying in the media, it's not because of the vaccines. <laughs> but so he, he supposedly, he was in charge of getting all these like old people vaccinated in this like one town. They said that they all got the vaccine. And then he showed up and they had like a parade and they had all the old people. They rolled them out in like their, you know, their wheelchairs <laughs> and they like filmed them and, and they were making a song about him. And it was like a whole parade and like, and he was like getting this award for having vaccinated all of them. <laughs> Although, 
Although you, you, you that's know. not a country. I don't live in a country. This is not a country anymore. I don't know what this is. It is literally like a demonic playground. It, it, you know what? Like, uh, I will admit, I expect that from Canada. I didn't expect that from Norway, in all due respect. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, because, you know, Canada and in a way, Australia are sort of like, you remember when I said um, Earth is Hell's R&D department? Yes. All right. So <laughs> look look at look at a country like Canada and Australia. All right. So first mm-hmm. of all, in Australia, when when COVID went 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 down and when it was put forward in motion, mm-hmm. they returned to their roots as being like a, a penal colony because like they had incredibly harsh mandates and uh, like they were very uh, overtly barring employment and whole things. All right. Uh, there, I, I'm convinced there's like a shadow social credit system like thing in order already. Uh, in Australia, they have backdoor access to practically everything. Like they put the Patriot Act and Prism to shame, you know, because it's such a smaller country. Uh, so like that's Australia being an example of uh, Earth being Hell's R&D department. But then you look at the culture. That's the technological side of it. All right. And then the cultural side of it is Canada. It is like a country that refuses to be itself, uh, not just because provinces are like warring over one another, but not openly. But um, they take in a lot of immigrants and uh, even the French Canadians are starting to go, when did all these immigrants show up? And they've been relatively isolated for some time. Uh, and like, you know, uh, have you ever been to Canada, Captain? No, I haven't. And I really will never go there. <laughs> After some of the shit that I've been seeing from there. I don't think I want to go to Canada ever. And I have some listeners from Canada. Hello, Mello. Uh, this is a little greeting to you. Uh, well, I still love all you guys from Canada. It's not you, you know, it's not because of you. I'm not going there. But you know that. I, and uh, it's not hell on earth everywhere. You know, in Canada, there's beautiful places, you know, just fucking don't read the news and go on a walk. Oh, in the forest, of course. You know, and it'll be fine. It's kind of like you just have to stay away from the news. <laughs> it's more about the news than anything else. It's like that's where they get you. <laughs> uh, oh, more than a fair point. Uh, the, the CBC, aka the enemy of Canadian people. Yes. Um, but 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 you see, like um, like uh, that that sort of weird hyper accelerationist cultural overdrive. Um, like in Canada, it's seemingly inescapable. Like, mm. you know, it's not like they could change the channel and make it go away. Like, mm. you know, that's uh, um, kind of like with the BBC, but then surprise, surprise, like, you know, who's on Canadian money, the fucking queen, or at least she used to be right. Uh, I wonder if that's still a thing. Uh, well, you know, the entire crown thing, what was so funny is all these people, because in Norway, you have all these people who 
they've been fairly critical to the vaccine, but not against it the same way that I've been. But they, at least what woke them up finally was when the power prices started getting all out of like fucking into crazy territory. And then slowly they're getting more and more of like the vaccine information and whatever. And then the queen dies and they're all like, God save the queen. God save <laughs> King Charles is the savior. And then like, what the fuck? These royals are behind everything you spend your entire fucking time bitching about on Twitter all day. You hey, you're, you're not going to interrupt their herds or parade, all right? You take that back. No, but seriously, it pissed me off so much because a lot of them had based their fucking entire like online persona around the fact that they're dissident and they're this and they're that and they're for the people and all kinds of shit. And then as soon as the chance bids itself, they just fucking cock out. And then they even know they're smart enough because I go into their DMs and I start asking them questions. And then they just cuck out to me and I just call them out and call them a fucking coward. And I don't hear from them again. <laughs> But I don't give a shit. <laughs> fuck you, Circle of life. If you're Circle of life. Shit, what the fuck's wrong with you? You have created an entire online persona around like being against this. And then as soon as this happens, then you're just going to cuck out to it. That means that, may, well, you know, it's just cowards, you know, fucking cowards. I, I, I would like to chime in very quickly before I mm -hmm. forget. Um, uh, I've been to Canada twice and uh, I'm sure it's different now, but I, but you are right. Like there are parts of Canada uh, that are, that are quite lovely. Um, and, and for what it's worth, uh, the funniest man who ever walked the earth was a Canadian, Mr. Norm Macdonald. Uh, uh, it, it's funny how Canadians end up in America to make it, but I digress. I digress. Uh, but the point is uh, one, um, there is a, uh, there is a stereotype of Canadians being super polite, and for the most part, it's true, but I've always felt it's because, like, they're good at following directions as a group better, if that makes sense. Um, anyways, the point is, uh, one time uh, I went to Canada uh, in Montreal, which is beautiful and lovely, but I hardly speak French. So I hadn't seen that much eye rolling since the last exorcism I've been to. Um, but it was a really beautiful city. And Have you been to an exorcism I, before? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, uh, the last time I've been, I've seen the movie The Exorcist. That's what I mean. Yes. Um, but no, I've, I've never been to, to an exorcism. Um, I'm thinking about becoming an exorcist. Really? No, I mean... Uh, how how many levels in cleric do you have? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, just 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 very quickly. Uh, 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 I have thoughts and opinions on that, but that's not the point. I bring it up. Uh, I went to London, which is like a it's it's like a small city outside Ontario, but uh, in like 2003, I went to London, and uh, it was like a Norman Rockwell painting uh like a friend of mine like uh, he was moving out the country and he just invited all his shithead friends like hey i'm having a party pull through and anyone who showed up he let crash uh it was really fun uh the point is he lived in london and like dude i know it sounds corny but uh, 
uh, number one, I was offended by how clean it was. I had never walked through city streets or saw sidewalks that were so fucking clean. Uh, oh, you should have been in northern Oslo. <laughs> it's really clean here. Uh, I'm. It's 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 so it, perplexing and bewildering to me. You know, yes. we're not and, used to that. No, and that, I'm not. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> number two. Number. I know where I live. And number two. All right. Um, it was uh, like a lot more nature than I was accustomed to, but I don't mean that in a bad way. It just added beautiful backdrop and foliage. So, uh, so, so that being said, um, Canada is a beautiful and gorgeous country. Um, I, I'm sure it has changed since I'd last been there. Even Montreal. All right. Even. All right. Uh, quick, quick little story, uh, Leo. Um, so I remember on my my first day in Montreal, all right, I get to the hotel, I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm like, all right, like it's uh, it's it's breakfast, like the, the little motel I was staying at, like they didn't offer breakfast. So I go, I go to a cafe and, you know, bonsoir, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hey, can I get a, can I get a large coffee with a little bit of half and half? And she looks at me like I just like threw up and started dancing really well. And she goes, to stay or to go, sir. Like I'm fucking retarded. Like I've got a learning <laughs> disability. Like she's saying it to me like I'm wearing a helmet and I'm eating rubber cement by the handful. Like and she, it was this very condescending tone, really. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, wow, French Canadian, like you're you're fucking obnoxious and boring. Uh, but have so, you been to France before? I have not. I have not. I cannot say I have much experience there, but just like I've been there, I can say that at least. And they're just kind of like that, you know? <laughs> oh, fucking snooty jerks. Yes. And it's just kind of funny too that like uh, the Frenchmen would be like that because like just on average, they're just like not very formidable people. They're just like kind of small, you know? And they're just kind of look at, like a bit weak honestly i don't oh, know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like these like i think it's because like they tried to become a big empire one time and then they fucking failed oh no no you know what you're, you're onto something is, Leo. but like they have it's like a, they have this like napoleon complex about them <clears throat> but they're just kind of you know it's not like especially southern france is beautiful it's like absolutely the most beautiful place on probably in all of all of europe it's not that but it's just like something about those people where they're just like i don't know they have a reputation for being just obnoxious fucking little cunts you know well well not to be <laughs> not, not, not to be mean not to be mean but uh you know there are a couple of like oh watch out like that that dude's tough and you think to yourself like you, you never think to yourself oh watch out that dude will kick your ass. That dude's dangerous. Like that dude's crazy. Don't fuck with him. No one ever thinks, oh man, what part of France is he from? <laughs> like usually, usually it's like, I don't know. Like, is he like Russian, you know, like, or is he, is he like Sicilian? Is he Japanese? Like, you know, like, uh, I, have you ever seen the movie, the princess bride? Yes. 
all right, n- never bet against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Because, like, that's my money. Like, whoa, that guy's crazy. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like, is, is he Sicilian? Has he shot guys over parking lots? Because let's hey. be honest, all all Sicilians care about is even and food. A very formidable people. No one brings up the Phoenicians, but I digress. <laughs> the one thing about the French, though, is they're, they're, what is the population level in France? I'm just going to find out right now. Let me see. Uh, let me see. <laughs> okay. France population. Okay. Pop- Hold on. Okay. I think you have to adjust your search terms and go French population, not black or Arab. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say that. But now they're at 67 million in 2021. Okay. <clears throat> but for, okay, so it's like the French, they're like the Indians of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn seriously so they're the poo fired. in the loo <laughs> shots fired oh no, but seriously like if you just look okay how many times have you seen a ufc champion with a french flag the only the only the the only exception to this rule because I would argue that French Canadians are a different, like, yes, they're French, but they're like a different subcategory because there's a guy yeah. named George St. Pierre. Yes, who but is those excellent... people come from northern France and that's the Normans. That, that they're Vikings. Ah, okay. Norman, in Normandy. It's called Normandy because a bunch of Vikings went there and settled the area. Oh, what what is modern day Normandy? Yeah, yes, basically. And that is why it's called that. And so people up there are like taller and whatever. And that's why you see George St. Pierre he, his family is from there too but 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 you see like but you are right that's my point like you never think of like whoa that guy's gonna kick your ass oh whoa what is he like from paris like that no that's it you know or, or or like or like not to brag but it's like whoa be careful that american's crazy so you either think like he's this crazy like texan cowboy yahoo kind of guy or like you know, he's just some fucking miserable city dweller like Chicago or like from New York. Like, get the fuck. Like, every year, every year, there are always um, tourists from New York City that end up places like, the fuck you mean you ain't got no calzones? You know? And like, they're bewildered that the trains don't run 24 hours because uh, New Yorkers are fucking entitled like that. Trust me, I'm one of them. <laughs> But but you never ever ever hear, yo, watch out, that dude, yo, he fucking like fought two dudes in one. Whoa, like you know, like is, is he from like Marcel? All right, I'll quit. I'll quit. I'll, well, I'll, I'll stop making fun of those cheese eating surrender monkeys. <laughs> mm. But no, um, it should be noted, uh, the the hundred year war between. England and France is the reason the middle finger is what it is, or when you give someone the bird. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Actually. So, so check this out. Uh, story time, ladies and jerks. And if you'll excuse me, I'm gonna step outside for a smoke. So I hope that noise is gone. Uh, please accompany. I wish I was there uh, so well, I could have a smoke. Uh, I, I smoke. would. Ah, uh, but, but but I would but, smoke uh, with you. 
Well, ooh, well, you know what? If you asked for a cigarette, I'd hand you one without hesitation, even if you don't smoke. Yes, Who knows? If I suddenly ended up at your place right now, I would have to sleep there. And you would have to feed me tomorrow. You would have okay, to give well, me I, food. I would well, say, I, have, I, I have good news and I have bad news. What do you want to hear first? Bad news first, please. Okay, the bad news is you're going to have to crash on the sofa. Um, That's good news to me. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, uh, the but the good news is uh, I cooked two days ago, so there's plenty. Um, bra- cooking is one of the few things I'm willing to brag over. Oh, you're uh, good. You're good at cooking. Yes. Well, good. Okay, then I'll just move in and stay with you for five days. If that's okay for you, <laughs> you know. If it's okay for you. <laughs> mm. So so um so don't worry. Uh, uh, you're more than welcome to use the computer and watch TV whenever you'd like. Uh, cool. Can now. I watch pornography? <laughs> oh oh you okay no uh, I I rescind that I'll make sure there's fine print. Okay um, all right. <laughs> but uh but no so 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 hear me out. The Hundred Years' War uh it it went on for forever and ever because it went on for longer than a hundred years actually but we call it the 100 years war uh so Mm -hmm. it sort of came to an end when um at the battle of argonaut i believe uh basically the the british started using um the welsh longbow that was the first battle they used um the six foot welsh longbow against the french instead of the crossbow Yes, they, 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 the, the, um, the longbow, uh, mm. and uh, they cut the French army down uh, to pieces very quickly, and it was a decisive victory. And all British people, uh, from the age of six upward, all British men had to learn how to use the, the longbow. Thus, oh, and then afterwards, whenever the French would capture the British, they would cut those fingers off. So mm. to taunt the French, they would flip the bird, which is those two fingers, you know, but turned the other way. You know, Ooh. as opposed to an outward hand, and America shortened it down to one finger, the middle finger. So that's where that comes from. So barbaric, all of it. I love how it's rooted. It, you are right. It's rooted in bloodshed and combat, but then there's also the extra added American layer of like, and because we're lazy, we shortened it down to one. Yeah, that's true. Mm. It would have been nice if uh, <clears throat> if the world just was what it had been told. Like when you grew up, like you know, watching Band of Brothers. But like, it wouldn't have it just have been nice if that was just how the world was, and the West was the good, and we had done the good thing and the right thing, and all those heroic losses, and uh, we had defeated whatever the evil whatever, and then you just sit there suddenly, and there's just a bunch of demons in your TV screen saying we should start touching children. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, what did we really defeat the enemy, or did what happened? Where did they go? <laughs> did they oh, just... well, I mean, we're watching this, and on, on top of to build on what you're talking about, like, there's this weird repurposing of history where, like, here's an example. Um, so like. So we're sold this myth and narrative of like World War II, like, you know, the, the war to end all wars with the clear cut good guys and bad guys. So now 
um, uh, left-wing screeching banshees are not above posting pictures of like soldiers landing on D-Day going, this is the original Antifa because they're fighting fascists. And it's like, no, 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 you idiot. You fucking... And, 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 um, and it's bizarre because, because by 1932 were just as retarded as today, as I've told you before. It's like, no, that's not the original Antifa. The original right. Antifa has always been exactly what you still are. Just a bunch of screeching lunatics. Right. But, but that doesn't, that doesn't stop people from posting things that are factually incorrect and historically dishonest. And I swear to you, man, like these posts do crazy, wacky numbers that only reaffirm my belief in like botnets, you know? Yeah, but it is botnets. It is botnets for sure. But it's getting really scary now with the Russia sort of conflict and whatever. There's just like a bunch of shit that you're not supposed to say anymore. It, um, is, it is interesting. It's, yeah. it's interesting to note how like, so many like you see the same copy and pasted pro-ukrainian posts you almost never see them with russian posts i'm sure they exist but like you know yeah but i i still very much urge my contemporaries and i consider you a contemporary of mine someone i can talk to as an adult to not fall into the like into the russia trap of like sort of like giving them a pass you know it's not like they're actually better than us they're they are not i can guarantee you that but oh, no. uh they do have I'm... a big like sort of like scope within our whatever you want to call it propaganda ops and stuff like that but now we're at this level where like <clears throat> environmentalists who have been saying a bunch of shit for like a long time that we need to do this and that. And I, I disagree with them, keep in mind. Like, I don't, I don't agree with them. I think they're kind of mentally retarded, but they're now going to be labeled from like a public standpoint, from a military standpoint, as potential uh, Russian agents. <laughs> so it's this like trade of like anyone who uh, disagrees with what we're doing, uh, they're on the team of Russia. They're an immediately uh, pro-Russian shill. Yes, and uh, it just opens the horizons for whatever, you know, whatever you want to do to those people who you disagree with. <laughs> it's well, like, well, you know, they're enemy combatants, you know, we need to shut them down and make them shut the fuck up. You know, something, so something we often, something we often take for granted with, uh, with the contemporary history of Russia is that after the Cold War, um, the fucking Soviet Union basically disintegrates, okay? And, uh, it, no thanks to the fucking, um, you know, uh, uh, Clinton and uh, the what became the 90s as this, like, great looting of public resources and theft. Like, it was the wild fucking West out there. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, we forget that in the 90s, it was like, America, fuck yeah. But then, like, Japan's downturn of their economy, which is now 30-something years in, began in the 90s. Like Soviet Union, like life expectancy went down. It's now the Russian Federation. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, so they were really in the fucking shitter. And I'm not, I'm not pro Putin, like at all, one bit. I just think uh, he he seized power and wants, like, uh, everybody wants their country to fucking be number one, right? And now that the Cold War is over, there's this 
uh, America was number one for a while, and now it's this multipolar clusterfuck. <laughs> and uh, so much is up for grabs right now. And uh, President Dementia, like, first of all, we're up to, like, Biden stand-in number five or six. Uh, and uh, remember when everyone was like, hey, Biden didn't blink, LOL. And it's like, you ever consider that might have been CGI? Just the thought. You could pretend I didn't say it if you, you don't like it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know. Uh, so every country wants to be number one. Like, but, but like, that doesn't make Russia the good guy. You know, that doesn't, like, excuse Russia, you know, the same way it doesn't excuse China. for. But China's just dirty and shitty. Whatever. I digress. I digress. I digress. Entire Chinese civilization is just, they wouldn't have been shit if it wasn't for all these Western so-called leaders, leaders who have been giving them trade secrets and rocket secrets and financial benefits for fucking 80 years now. Well, um, um, if it wasn't for that, they wouldn't be jack shit. Well, it should, um, it should, it know. should be noted. It should be noted that, um, all of issue two of Cars and Women magazine was just devoted to like talking shit about China. Like it's it's a oh good, I a... love that. It's my favorite activity. <laughs> it's the shittiest country on the planet of Earth. Just you the know, entire uh, civilization of China. I'm... And uh, I know some smart people here. I have a lot of really intelligent friends. Some of them are so intelligent that they are in Switzerland right now uh, talking to BlackRock, just like really smart, you know. Uh, but others, they are smart enough that they went with China and that they are like literally what I would consider an open Chinese agent on Norwegian territory. And I know that about them. And they've, they've just been pushing the Chinese, whatever, geopolitical aim and goal into the kingdom of Norway for a long ass fucking time. And they're still safe somehow. I'm not really sure how, but like, they uh, can I'm, do I'm, their I'm, shit uh, somehow. I'm curious, are there, are there Chinese police stations in Norway? Not that I know of yet. Uh, because I've not uh, seen it. First of yet. all, uh, we have those in some American cities. I wouldn't be surprised if in all American cities. I know there's one in the in the Chinatown here in Manhattan. But you uh, have Chinese it, police stations now in America, bro. There are like three Chinese police stations in the Greater Toronto area alone, as of like the year of our Lord. Uh, yeah, but that's October Canada. Yeah, that's true. Toronto. That's true. But uh, but no, dude, dude, there has been infiltration on levels that are just ridiculous. Like, first of all, like uh, Diane Feinstein's limo driver of 20 plus years, Chinese spy, uh, a guy who joined the NYPD. Uh, and I think he was on his way to become lieutenant. I could be wrong, but he was there just to keep an eye on like Nepalese and Tibetan dissidents on behalf of China. And he got into the NYPD. It's every... Every Chinese student association and every university in the United States is like a front for Chinese spies or like a kind of safe networking, safe space, lack of a better term, you know? Yeah, I just remember there were, <clears throat> okay, so I have one friend of mine, the dude I 
I just gave you like a caricature of him. He's a really smart guy, but he's into Bitcoin and whatever. And so he now Bitcoin is being taken over by BlackRock and those people. And so he's at that mm. level uh, right now. But the, this other dude that I know, he, uh, <laughs> he studied uh, finance here in Norway and then he went to China for a while. And then when he came back, he was just different. It was just kind of different. Something was just off about him. And I was, would talk to him through this entire like COVID thing. And he would be like very red-pilled on the vaccines and whatever. But then he would be like, oh, yes, but, you know, we need to do this climate thing and we need to do this and that. All the exact same things that China wants us to do. <laughs> and he had been studying in China for two years before that. <laughs> He just came uh, fucking back from there different, dude. Like, he was just not the same dude I knew before. Some, he changed, honestly. Oh, wow. It's, I, I can't help but think, like, um, that movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, when they, yeah. when they lobotomized the main character, and uh, he's just this, like, former shell of himself. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> you, you know, do that to me. <laughs> you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes when you see people who've been uh, changed by indoctrination one way or another, uh, all right. Uh, have you ever seen um, the the airplane movies, uh, one or two? Um, like uh, they're made by the people who made like the Naked Gun, and they star like Leslie Nielsen, like yeah. Airplane and Airplane Two. I haven't so, seen the movies, but I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I well, haven't seen just, the movies. No. Okay. Well, for for argument's sake, Airplane is an excellent film. Just a fantastic film. Two's pretty good, but you know, obviously not as good as the first. However, there's a scene in the second one where, like, they're reporting on like the the the, the emergency unfolding in real time and you see all of the uh like the the newscasters from around the world reporting in on it and like every country has their own kind like america japan and then they get to the soviet union and it's a guy nervously clearly reading from papers and a gun just held like held against his head and mm. like it's very clearly a gun hold like a hand holding a gun pressed against his head and this guy's <laughs> trying his hardest to keep it together from reading from these papers like so people who like you know what man like they were reasoned into it and that means they can be reasoned out of it i believe mencius molbug first said that but regardless regardless of where it came from he is right and that's a good yeah. point i know you're so, a big fan of fan of uh, <clears throat> mencius molbug and all that stuff uh, I've been oh reading i'm not a bit like, like like just okay. just personally i didn't mean to say what you are on oh no 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 I, but, uh, no worries no worries because you I, you recommended him to me uh, right but i've, I've right. heard of him outside of that as well and the cathedral and whatever as you talked about but uh, i'm just wondering like where are you at in that like sort of like sphere what's your real politic oh okay so here in herein lies the uh the, the the ordeal so and i'm not saying like i disavow mincy a small bug but no i think like there are a lot of people out there who are proponents of what he has said, but a lot of them just regurgitate his talking points and really can't explain what it means to them. 
which when you That's boil the it same down as like for instance i'm a i'm a huge fan of ted kaczynski <laughs> and what he writes about in uh and when it comes to technological society so okay, why the fuck but... would i be mad about what's happening now That's oh no exactly no, no what but... he would want he would want but... all the retards to kill themselves by vaccines and then he would want china to invade so we don't have shit to make chips anymore <laughs> everything I... to just collapse that's exactly well, well... what the unabomber would want so but 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 the difference though is that people who are very pro uh uh yarvin just discuss monarchy as a one trick pony as if that will be the silver bullet and and, and yes i get it there are people out there who oh, see no, the way things that they are monarchists and these like nerd monarchists i don't like... i've never i've yet to see one make a good point really i it doesn't maybe it Anyone out there in in Radio Land, uh, it just if you've got a good argument for monarchy, I'm willing to hear it. Uh, I know there's at least one out there. I have. Um, but okay, I have good okay. So for it. So I think uh, at the time, uh, uh, Molbug was very good in offering perspective and how yes, there is this mechanism with uh, vested self interests that controls. I don't want to say like narrative or, but like. In, in so many words, yes. So the cathedral was a very good analogy to explain like a great number of things condensed into a term, right? Um, which is like very much kicking and moving forward. Uh, however, eventually the, a term like the cathedral is uh, along the lines of like the government or the regime yes. in where it, it's it's not... But like like people who used to blame you know the government is the reason like they talk about these things as if it's like a building that gained sentience and uprooted itself and grew legs and is now yes. leaving destruction in its wake at and the end of the day it's what is even like, the government like like at the yeah because at the end of the day leo they're people like at, it's they're not the, yes they're, but at this rate not, you 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 you'll be hard pressed to even find a proper definition of a government anymore. There doesn't really exist a government anymore. What you have, you have lobby groups, interest groups, big pharma companies, and media groups, and fucking big tech companies. That's the government. The government is nothing. The government is worthless in, in that sphere of things. And that's what the Norwegian government figured out a long time ago. So it's just been trying to sort of like get with it. But uh, it comes at the cost eventually of fucking having this demon trans people fucking parading around your streets and whatever. And then eventually you just like start cutting off children's dicks and whatever. And then, you know, you have to sort of like put the brakes on at some point. You know? oh, it oh, just comes to this point where like no one can agree anymore that this is good. Even the people who are trans will start saying, what the fuck are you doing? You know? <laughs> well, well, you know what? Even, um, uh, um, even okay, I, I have a question. Is, is there a tomboy genocide in Norway? Like, because uh, that's a problem here in the United States. And I know you have they're, this. They're trying to do it here. There is, there's like, 
you could say that yeah they're trying to make it happen here uh, as well but it's not really happening here to the extent that they wanted to and like a lot of the trans stuff here <clears throat> a lot of the stuff that has gone on unhindered in canada and the united states has been taken up here as a big 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 problem uh, by competent medical people who are like you know we can't just go around cutting the balls of like teenagers you know we can't just cut the breasts of young girls you know right. uh, there has been this thing here where people have been like you know we can't just do this but then you have these ngos you know and there's dude there's an ngo here in norway who there's a young trans man in this NGO group, okay? Mm -hmm. You have something on in the background, by the way? Uh, no, no. I'm just looking at my notifications and DMs real quickly um, uh, while we talk. No, but I just heard some sounds. But anyway, okay, look. There's a young trans dude here in Norway, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, so he or she or whatever goes around and helps these, like, 13-year-olds and 14 year olds and how to like get hormone blockers and hide it away from their parents and this person is in a polyamorous relationship with a dude who's a professor at a university and all he writes about all day is how pedophilia is really okay and it's just an identity that we need to respect you know, oh. it's like a fucking MK Ultra CIA project straight from fucking hell with these NGOs we have here. These fucking lunatics, dude, they're absolutely crazy and they get all these like fucking attention on the television as well. That's fucking all the your fault, America. You know, now, you now, know, now, hang on, hang on. Uh, this is a reoccurring theme and the most. Uh, famous one, I believe, currently or used to be online. Uh, there was a uh, this this trans person from Canada named Keffels who uh, yeah, people say she that's... she got Kiwi Farms uh, taken down, but then Kiwi Farms just Yo, went back up. That, like and no one remembers script. that. Dude, that's the same script here in Norway. Actually, it was it reminded me a lot of that. There was like a woman here who's a lawyer and she was uh, outing things that had nothing to do with this in the beginning. It just had to do with consumer rights and whatever. And she got these like sort of like Antifa, for lack of a better word, like lefties on her case. And they would send this like mentally unstable trans man home to her uh, who threw poop at her and shit. And it was exactly the same script as in Canada. Same right. types and, of people. And and the same kind of racket. And by yes, racket, yes. I mean like getting getting DIY hormones to kids behind the backs of their parents, which yes. is just very horrible and insidious and disgusting. Because yeah. like to, to undermine a parent, uh like that's just that's just wrong. You know, yeah, but of course, you know, it was already wrong then. And that is why Jordan Peterson became a thing, you know, and he was like, you know, oh, they need to clean the room, you need to do this, you need to do that. And then you show it to all these fucking Soyaks and whatever. And they're just like, oh, he's, you know, he's misunderstood. He's right wing or whatever. And then it starts happening here. And then they just start fucking doing the exact thing he said they would do. 
It was like they're gonna start doing this and that and that and this, and then they start doing it. And then it's just like, you know, eventually, you know, once they've fucking wrecked enough havoc upon people and fucking uh, mutilated enough kids or whatever, where that these fucking cultists, you know, the back the backlash is gonna be uncontrollable. Like this is gonna be some fucking Salem witch trial, fucking murder type of spree shit going down. I guarantee you. you. Yeah, I think so. It's coming back, and I think it's on purpose as well. I think this is like a perversion and a Hegelian dialectic that goes back and forth. You know? Please, uh, please, please excuse any sound you hear in the background. I'm gonna be making a little bit of coffee. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm very sorry for the sound. Uh, no, that's fine. But I, I just see this through like a sort of like overreaction. Like it has a purpose. This like sort of perversion of culture and whatever has a purpose. And now you can see Elon Musk and with Starlink and whatever, everything goes towards some sort of goal. They're not just like perverting everything and putting all these insane fucking child molesting weirdos around on the TV. Like they're they're actually doing it to show the normies that the, this is the level of evil we're talking about. They're showing them. Oh, they're well, like literally makes, showing them. Like this is what we're talking about. Well, what you makes know? it what makes it tricky with Jordan Peterson um, is that like during the t- middle of the 2010s, it was kind of a weird moment how a guy just talking common sense like clean your room wash your penis like uh, yes it has, it's it's it's, it's 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 practical because like realistically speak speaking uh sort yourself out that was yes. kind of his uh his his and you know what there's a lot of merit to that uh Man, he's be- dangerous that's dangerous <laughs> yes so but now he sort of became not like a parody of himself, but like, didn't he go into a drug-induced coma to detoxify uh, in like Russia or something? And yes, and and now he's Uncle. Uh, that's why my friend calls him Uncle Benzo. <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't give him too too much like shit because of that. I I understand what you're saying. It's a good point, <sighs> but I still think he's a. A brave man for having done what he did in the West. He was the first to sound the alarm. Like he was not the first to sound the alarm. He was not the first, but he's the first to sound the alarm in such a manner that it penetrated the mind of the normie. Well, I think it's because, um, well, he was obviously. Uh, I don't want to say like trained from the get go, but uh, he. He was a professor for so many years on top of being a clinical psychologist, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he wasn't just some slouch who materialized one day. Uh, oh. Although uh, it is it is a glaring reminder that like, so he comes from Canada, okay? And uh, he argued against Bill C-16, which again, like how the hell does the Toronto a multicultural human rights division or whatever it's called they they sort of now um like again like i said earlier legis like people who pass legislation to change the way you think you know like that's a very real thing uh and it takes different shapes and forms but like canada again canada is a cultural example 
of how Earth is Hell's R&D department. Yeah. <laughs> okay? And, like, you know, uh, Jordan Peterson shows up. Uh, Men have a penis and women have a vagina. And then an angry mob starts running down the street with, like, torches and pitchforks. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was such a weird time to be alive. Uh, even though it seems like a hundred years ago, but by today's standards, you know. Yes. <laughs> so where did we uh, drop off? What was the theme before I left? Um, you remember? Damn. We we're gonna make coffee. That's a big theme. Yes. Uh, so so uh, um, so thank you for dealing with the. Um, the the production music of clinkety clank and water and grounds and opening and closing where I keep my ground coffee. Um, I am I am curious. All right, like so check it. Here in the United States, uh, coffee can be expensive if you get like the fancy shit. But there's a brand of coffee called Cafe Bustelo. I believe it's like Dominican coffee, and it's like I hate to say this, like bang for buck. Like, it's better than coffee with fancy names on it. And it's like, you know, generic Dominican delicious coffee. Is there like a brand of coffee in Norway that's like, hey, it's the cheapest and the second best tasting one out there. Do you have the equivalent of that? No. And coffee is very popular in Norway and Scandinavia. It's like mm -hmm. the place where they drink the most coffee in the world. But here's the thing, we don't actually have good coffee here. They have all this stuff where it's like, oh yeah, you know, all these like little cafes where it's like, oh, we have a like a round one from Ethiopia or we have something from Peru or whatever, bullshit, bullshit. None of, it all tastes <laughs> kind of the same. It just tastes kind of shitty. Uh, but my, uh, the mom of my wife, she has come from, California with some really good, just normal coffee, just normal ground coffee, and we've been drinking it, and oh, it's so, mm, it's so good, it's so good. But you know, all oh, the man. all the hipsters, they need to feel special, you know, that like oh, it's an Ethiopian brand, or uh, it's, it's like it's, it's 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 the special Kenyan deluxe. Mm -hmm. Yes, from Kenya or something, and it's fair trade. And then it just tastes like shit, you know. <laughs> but like seriously, but dude, it's just weird here with all this shit. Like Norway is just like it's not even a nation state; it's an assortment of NGOs based mostly around Epstein and Epstein associates, you know. It's just uh, like, what the uh, fuck, you know? Yeah, and it just becomes so apparent as well after a while. It's like, and you see these normies, you know, who, you know, I'm not even, it's just painful what I've seen around me from people who would otherwise have been these like sort of like free thinking academic people where you just like see them and they have like a fucking, uh, poster of obama in their like bedroom when they're like 25 and that's like their version of being i don't know cool or edgy or something <laughs> yeah. and then after that when they've gotten all the vaccines 
three of them and I'm just talking to them about it and whatever. And then they're like, no, the big thing is that we need to give the third world all these lovely vaccines. Whereas like they still haven't fucking figured out that they are the third world now. You know, <laughs> you're gonna give this to the third world. What more than a want, fair point? Nobody wants it. You're a fucking guinea pig in an experiment. You, you could be dead in a year. You know? Yeah, that's. Nobody I mean, knows. you fucking that, retard. How that, stupid are you? That's some crazy. Uh, that's some crazy white honky savior mode. Like yes. you know, giving it to the third world. Yes. Like all right. Totally crazy. I remember like because we figured out that AstraZeneca was like poison and was killing people. And so this like leader of the socialistic left, he's always been like the savior of the backs and whatever. He was like, oh, we need to give these vaccines to Africa. They yeah. need our help. And then everyone is like, mm-hmm. yes, oh, the poor Africans, give it to the Africans. And it just yeah. becomes this like, sort of like parade of being like, yes, I want to give it more. I want to give everything I have. And then they're just fucking, you know, there's like one dude, one dude, his name is Bundevik, that's his last name, and his dad, he was in charge of the Christian Democrats, and the biggest thing that he did that nobody knows about is that he gave, okay, so when the Germans invaded Norway, the biggest thing for the king was to make sure that we had our gold intact, so it was like a big operation securing our goal and sending gold and sending it to Britain. Okay, so this dude is the father of the dude I'm going to be talking about shortly. He gave okay. away all of Norway's gold. He gave away our handheld gold for paper gold on the stock market. He handed away all of Norway's gold. Okay, so uh, securing it in like safe houses and whatnot or like in a national vault? No, like how did he do our it? Vaults. Yeah, our vaults were emptied, and what we had in real gold was exchanged in paper. That we owned then, that gold in paper, and then they, they gave us a bunch of gold in paper and, gold. Okay. Oh, I see. I <laughs> yes, see. Yes. But he's the father of this dude who's been like. This dude has been like, oh, we need to ban all the anti-vaxxers and the anti and the Muslim hate and people who are against vaccines hate Muslims and all kinds of shit. And this dude has been taking all the vaccines and now he's hospitalized with like five different issues. And he's part of this like the UN young global uh, shape shifters or whatever, young global shapers, like the young global leaders of the UN. The Forbes 30 under 30 hot new shit on the block. Yes. Uh, a social engineer top-down pushers is that what you mean yeah for the un and when i was in like my local church here uh, as a part of my education that was like a thing they had there too like uh, oh yeah we have the young global leaders become a young global leader today change the world you know <laughs> and like fucking retards they're like pushing this shit from the un but now they're they have themselves been fucking poisoned with these all these vaccines you know it's like this belief that it's even possible to be this type of person where you're just like fucking sorry you know I, 
I don't wish any harm. I feel bad for this person, despite what the fuck his dad did. That's not his fault. And it's not his fault. He's young and doesn't fucking understand anything better. It's been used as a tool by these forces and whatever. I don't think that he deserves any of that. But it's just kind of funny, isn't it? Because he was well, like trying to ban all the anti-vaxxers and everyone who was anti-vaccine, they hate all the Muslims and whatever. They're a bunch of Nazis. And now he's fucking probably gonna die because of the vaccines. You know, it's, it is, I'm sure you've seen uh, footage of people on like live TV, uh, especially on the news or when they're speaking publicly. And then there is a very insane, quick adverse reactions, which are, uh wow they all seem to have been vaccinated i wonder what that's about you know uh -huh. it is it is because like too much you could only sweep so much under the rug until walking on the rug feels like you're walking on a waterbed filled with like human refuse and medical waste you know yeah. like the the, the the rug is now walking on this like giant balloon of like misery <laughs> <laughs> and people are starting to ask questions like, hey, how come I could see the carpet near the ceiling? Oh, it's, that's everything under the rug that's pushing it up there. Hmm. Wonder what that's all about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was uh, like, now in Norway, that's like the, our public health, like whatever thing. If you just go to the normie newspapers and whatever, they're all like, oh yeah, the vaccine was so good. But then you have these alternative news outlets now that are being like increasingly respected, but they've been trying to pull this trick that they're all like Putin propaganda and whatever, but they just can't pull that shit anymore because there's just such a variety of voices now, <laughs> you know, saying the same shit about the vaccines that they, they can't pull that shit anymore and so now they're just going fucking crazy it's so funny here in norway you know the biggest vaccine shill and pusher and like fact checker of them all is a dude who spends most of his time uh writing pedophile apologetic material ah oh, wait uh, wait so 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 hang on hang on uh are you saying this Ukrainian litmus test is a surefire way to see if if uh, uh, if you're pro vaccine, you probably believe in X, Y, and Z? Because you, I, not I've never heard of a person who's like pro vaccine, but is like, wow, that guy makes really good arguments on how to restructure the inf you know, like uh, the infrastructure in uh, in uh, the American hear? economy. Yo, you you here, never. Here's this dude, the the biggest vax pusher in Norway. The world's best dad pedophile, and that's because according to this newspaper, an American man at the age of 33 is a pedophile because he was trying to hook up with a 14-year-old girl online. And then he just says, how does pedophile get defined? And then he goes into the criteria. And then it's like, can a 14-year-old girl say be said to be in the beginning of puberty and that will depend on all kinds of shit and then he even says like in this concrete case maybe uh he should be called the world's greatest dad and all kinds of shit and just like it's so fucking preposterous and another dude here in norway has been going out against this dude 
whatever, if he can even say that he's a human being, I don't know what the fuck this dude is, but he's been calling him like a pedophile, apologetic and whatever, and he took him to court and won against him. Like this fucking pedo dude that he had been... Had a boy. Well, all right. So there's some good news out of this. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not good news. It's not what you think. Uh, like, oh no, no. The dude who was like, sort of like putting him on display, and uh, the human. Oh, ethics. he got taken to court. Yeah, he got taken to court by this dude, uh, and then because of defamatory claims and whatever, libel or slander yeah, libel or... or something. But who gives a shit? He has written this shit. You know, but he's the biggest like uh, vaccine pusher in Norway, and then uh, next to him is this like Inge, uh, Ingeborg Sennesat, and uh, she just looks like Google that. Okay, wait, I'm just I'm just gonna send you this search term, dude. Just look at this shit. It's like we have these like fucking android people here amongst us. Like they have just been sort of like put into society. Now we're forced to deal with these creatures, fucking these like beings around us. Ah, oh, she 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 looks like every other interchangeable unhappy woman in Brooklyn. Well, uh, but she Ingeborg is Senesset? Yeah, and she is this like oh anti-vaxxer. She she's like in this Mensa club of like people who have an IQ above one hundred and thirty, and she's all about like you know fact checking and whatever, and all these evil anti-vaxxers. But she's oh she's just so disgusting, dude. And uh, she's okay. like in like company. Oh. Just go to pictures. Go to pictures of her. You just go to Google Images. You can see this is not a healthy person. This is a sick person, you know. It's not a normal fucking human being. And she's this like big, like whatever person well, out in I, the media. I mean, re- like, realistic, the re- realistically speaking, she does look like every other unhappy woman who moves to Brooklyn. Well, uh, it's what, true, but I have to say, this is like a work. bit more advanced, I would say. <laughs> Here she has vaccines cause adults. (laughs) (laughs) Vaccines cause adults. What? (laughs) GMOs are safe. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? She's like a harlot, you know, for these forces of society. Oh, well, well, I mean, uh, succubus neoliberal shills come in many shapes and forms these days, Captain. (laughs) But isn't it disgusting? Like and then and then she's been out in the media because now okay now it is common knowledge now everyone fucking knows that the vaccines were a bunch of fucking bullshit that didn't do much to help anything but run the risks of several things that are not good but she was one of the people out in the media saying that like oh the anti-vaxxers are ruining Christmas don't invite them home for Christmas and then now when people are getting upset at her online. She's like crawling out in the spotlight, like, oh, look at all these people throwing abuse at me, you know? I'm the victim (laughs) of abuse, you know? It's just like the same shit all over. It's like, you know, they just seem like these like tormented creatures of these people that they have these like sort of like, I don't know. 
is like these like fucking mind control people they have they have these people under their thumbs where they can just put them out in the spotlight to say whatever they want them to say and then they can crawl back like, oh, no, look at us we're being victimized you know <laughs> it's like what the fuck dude you're the ones who did this shit to us you know nobody wanted your fucking vaccines just shut the fuck up about it that's all we asked about no one asked your opinion you started saying that everyone who didn't get the vaccine should not be invited home for christmas that was you who said yourself well i mean it is it is kind of it is kind of disenchanting to know like the only standards are double standards again you know uh there's there's no two-way discourse here but uh you know and and it's ripe with this weird dynamic you also see online it's like you disagreed with me that means i'm even more correct somehow and they just keep (laughs) doubling down you know no but it's just funny with especially in that case um with these people <laughs> when it comes to these people is that they have been proven wrong uh, in an assortment of ways and i know this because like so in norway it was like a really big thing the whole thing with the vaccine and whatever i've been talking a bunch of smack about my people here uh that they're stupid and whatever it's not really that they're stupid it's just that we were all always operating under the pretense that we had health authorities who, who were trying to do the best for us you know what i mean um and like we we do have very competent people here in norway we actually do and you can see that through the pandemic uh, the best stats come from Norway and uh, Scandinavia in general. And like it was here, they stopped AstraZeneca first. It's just like we have always been operating under these pretenses or the presupposition or whatever of like that they actually want to try to fix a problem instead of create a problem where I was always like this is obviously to create a problem they're not trying to fix a problem because the problem doesn't even exist in the first place if you read the stats you know but no one wants to listen to that but it's just interesting how deep it goes um are you still there by the way Yes, I'm here, dude. Yeah, like, but like, it's just uh, interesting how deep it goes. Like in the middle of the crowd, and it was like in the middle of the COVID, whatever scare thing, and I, I got sick. You know, I got some sort of like flu, like a mild flu, as I took a COVID test, and it came back negative. And then I came back to them, and they were like, "Oh, did you get your COVID test?" And I was like, "Yeah, back negative." And I was like, "Well, you know, but you're vaccinated, of course, so it's going to be fine." And I said, "No, I'm not vaccinated." uh like in the middle of the public square you know on our whatever thing and i started like a big debate in the middle of the fucking you know this vaccine's absolute shit and whatever and you really shouldn't be getting more of these vaccines and all that kind of shit and And they all called me like alex jones and they said i was crazy and they tried to they haven't answered me but they know what's true and what's untrue so i don't give a shit but what i did notice when i was there uh, but he also didn't get the vaccines like i could see a big difference between like the runs between the retards who took all the orders and the people who had like experience <laughs> well well you know it is uh well just 
you one know, thing that I that, that is stands that kind of out, interesting. Well, it's it's it is well, I mean, uh, having to hide your power level uh, is a term that gets thrown around often these days. But I did not but, um, hide my power level. I blasted everyone, and I always do. And I think they actually kind of liked it, and I think that was good. You know, uh, I think some of the shit I'm writing is funny or something. I don't know. Um, you know, <laughs> who knows? Well, but oh, it's, oh, it's I, I have a question. I have a question. Does Does Norway have the equivalent of the FBI? Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Do you want to know something crazy? Yeah. Do that joke again. With so, if someone is assigned like an FBI or PST, Police Secret Service, is assigned to me, what would they say? So uh, after a while, uh, they're going to be going. You know, this guy's making some points here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so no. I, I mean, I, I think, I, like, because, because, like, first of all, like, uh, the, you know how, like. Facebook had to outsource all these people to go through all these zillions of posts every day. Uh, I would like to believe that there are three-letter agencies or alphabet soup types that have to read and listen and watch so much uh, day in and day out. And then every once in a blue moon, it'll be like, uh, all right, I got to get my, you know, my numbers at the end of the month, but uh, uh, I'm going to subscribe to this guy on my alt. <laughs> You know, <laughs> what I can say though is when when the whole Ukraine thing started happening, and I, I was like being very edgy, like sort of critiquing, and I could sense clearly that my phone was being hijacked, like I could see my phone flipping out and shit, and that they were in my phone, and like watching, really? and my phone would go really, really, really hot really just like glowing you know? oh, wow. yeah but you know that's just you know the nature of war and whatever and uh, they can just watch me and shit like that and uh, you know I'm not a national security threat obviously and uh, like you said like I keep saying I think they would agree with me on a lot of points I yeah. mean unless Although you know they want all their kids to get all these fucking vaccines and uh, all the trans whatever shit you know and, I think uh, just like pedophilia I, in the street you know whatever okay go ahead you guys I, do that I, I, you know I, I, I don't give a shit if you want to do that and that's going to be your <laughs> legacy you know you're going to go to hell and burn in hell forever I think <laughs> what the I, fuck? Demons. I think eventually like other people are assigned to look at certain accounts and then like you know once a day once a day somewhere in Norway um like someone in a back office who has to watch and and listen and like some guys like on on the phone talking with his friend and he gets like a text message from the government like nice beer faggot like you know <laughs> and that guy's spooked for the rest of the like the week <laughs> nah, but look uh of course they have uh because there, there, there are there are these undermining whatever institutions, these causes who want to undermine our national security and stuff like that. It's just too bad that they went along with it during Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. You know, they just like kind of don't they don't have any authority left now to speak about anything. 
Mm. And they were like saying all these vaccines are safe and nin, 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 all kinds of shit, you know. And then and then they're like, oh no, we're losing trust. That's like their big thing. Oh, an enemy would try to sow distrust between the citizen and the state. And then it's just like, yeah, uh, half of that shit you're talking about in this report right here is shit that comes from a consequence of you being incompetent. That's all that is, is a outfall of your own incompetence. Well, well, you know, uh, I... But then it's like, oh, no, there are enemies of the state in the community. Okay, so what do you propose then? That we control the entire internet and become like North Korea? Because that's like the only solution I where it's like oh yeah we need to stop this information and whatever and it's like okay how do you stop that information you shut down the internet with it no it's not true don't believe your lying eyes don't believe your own ears you know it's like come on motherfuckers you need to get with the times and i guess in that regard you know, I am the fucking secret service police. I am the secret military. That's me. If it's anyone's fucking me uh, who is like talking to my own citizens and whatever and trying to communicate a dissident view across channels. And that does not go into like a thing that makes us open to the enemy or any such thing like that either. It's just like strengthening ourselves, you know, to think critically and to not just go ahead and do all this shit and to actually start prepping and you have all these prepping channels on youtube i'm not a big prepper but you know you don't see any of that from these like official sources of information and they're all like you know oh yeah uh, everyone who says uh, anything in misinformation it's just like what the fuck you're in like the retard brigade over there it's just like well, every just like are you mentally retarded you know, uh, I, I think uh, part part of the thing, part of what makes it um, uh, uh, not difficult to to discuss, but uh, you know, to a degree, uh, well, to many degrees, this was manufactured, and people were able to capitalize on decline. Like, does that make sense? Like. So, so all these businesses shut yeah, it makes down a because lot of, sense. of to capitalize on decline makes a lot of sense. Continue. Right, right. So, so uh, here's one example, one of many examples. Okay, so um, where I live in New York City, there was a period where uh, more than a few businesses shut down because they were like, "Hey, uh, we're closing down because of uh, this crazy COVID pandemic outbreak thing that's happening across the world." So uh, we'll reopen in uh, June. See you then. And it's August and it's like they never opened back up. So stop and think of all the small businesses, not just in the United States, but around the world that went under. And then Jeff Bezos made seven gazillion quadrillion dollars uh, <laughs> like through, via decline. Like, you know, it's a very basic example of this, but I mean, it happened. You know what hap what's happening in Norway? Hmm. Okay, so what's happening in Norway is these like power prices are going absolutely bananas and they're just like selling our power to Europe in the guise of the Ukraine conflict and whatever. 
um, all kinds of shit. I don't know what's true and not true there, but what I do see is a lot of patriots and people who I would otherwise have suspected of being people who would maybe categorize me saying like, holy shit, they are like undermining our energy security. But what is happening is that the state <laughs> is making a bunch of money of selling this uh, to the market outside. So the state, our state, our pension fund or whatever has just been given over to like the Bank of England and some like overnational whatever oligarch motherfuckers up in there. And they're just doing all their shit and it's like going at the cost of the Norwegian people clearly. <laughs> Everyone can see that. Everyone can feel it. Everyone can sense it and they can smell it. And they're like, oh, holy shit. These people have sold us out. They, they sold our natural resources. They took our natural resources away from us, you know, oh, and gave it to terrible. these motherfuckers outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, but, you know, what are you going to do about it? You know, uh, what do you want to do, you know? What do you want to do? And then you have the police security force and they're going to go out in social media and make sure to take people away if they, you know, threaten the government, you know? <laughs> what the fuck retards? They're going to end up living in this shithole themselves. So why are they spending their time policing their own demise? <laughs> oh, well. Well, well, it's, well. I mean, they were they were tempted to propagate this thing they bought into. So the 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 short term benefits, I'm sure, are great. But uh, uh, now, uh, um, you know what? That to fuck around is human, and to find out is divine. So yes, now they're gonna <laughs> make, find out. Make let's 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 make some popcorn, buddy. Yes, do it. <sighs> no, but you know, it's just. So, uh, uh, I was one thing taken I'm... aback in the beginning, like, because I warned a lot of people about a bunch of things that were, was considered tinfoil in the beginning, you know, when all the COVID stuff broke out, I was finding these things about Tedros, you know, that like freaking leader of the VHO and he was, uh, in, under investigation for terrorism and whatever, all kinds of weird shit like that. I was just sending it around to people and they were like we don't want your right-wing conspiracy theories and then it's like no it's not a right-wing or a conspiracy theory here it, here it is and then they just stopped you know replying to me or whatever but I wonder what they're gonna say today you know everything I told them from day one was true and a lot of them was like actually reaching out to me because you know, I, love, I know a lot of people in the military on different levels, and they were like, you know, Nils, if you need someone to talk to, we're always here. If you need someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, basically, you know, just cool down or whatever it is, what they were telling me. But I was just like, no, 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 what the fuck? You can't see this, you know? And so who are they going to pretend now like they didn't see it? But now mm. they can just like do the whole thing with Russia or whatever. It's like, oh, you put it all the way in there. But like, it's fucking the, the everything that has come off. Like, there is no things holding the shit together anymore. You know? Would you say it is a, a, a mask off moment? Yes, yeah, totally a mask off moment. 
And uh, I know they have a bunch of loyal like people and subjects and whatever here in Norway. And I'm not going to be a person who spends my time trying to uh, convince them of something else. They can just watch their fucking retard news programming and whatever and go get all the vaccines and whatever, go die slowly or something. I don't give a shit, but like, it's pretty obvious that uh, some pretty uh, evil and uh, vindictive forces came into our midst here and uh, took advantage of our population in a way that amounts to crimes against humanity. Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, just just very quickly before I forget, in, in terms of capitalizing on decline, uh, one little detail about this people don't really talk about unless they work from home is the following. Okay, so stop and consider how many people like work from home and like they, they work from home with a company provided workbook. Now, never mind that they don't read the user agreement, okay? Uh, that company provided workbook is like taking screenshots at regular and irregular intervals. Uh, it's got a key logger. Uh, the microphone and video are probably on all the time, even when you're not in the middle of a Zoom call where you're not wearing any pants, but like you've got a shirt and a tie like tucked in. Uh, you know, like whenever you're just watching Sopranos reruns and like eating takeout, it's recording that too. Uh, and so it's, no one ever considers that, first of all, all of that is getting captured. And second of all, it's going to like uh, like big data firms, marketing firms, uh, uh, facial recognition software firms, and uh, no one talks about this. And that <laughs> having to force people to work at home, like that is a decline people are capitalizing on. Uh, it's kind of sinister, actually. Yeah, I remember when in the university, when they all cooked to all the lockdown things, and then everything had to be done by Zoom, like we're doing now. But like, oh, we have to record all our meetings, and we can't meet, and everyone gets all your vaccines. You know, it's like, and yeah, everyone did what they told them to do. Most people did what they told them to do. A couple, very few, very, very, very few. Are, were like me <laughs> and we were all right and then anyways it doesn't matter but now is this like uh how do we uh get back now from having been wrong about everything and not make a big deal about it <laughs> you fucking retards <laughs> wow. you fucked up so bad <laughs> It's well, well, you know what? It is. It is pretty amazing to consider how um, it's so short-sighted. Like this is, uh, you know, everything that happened with COVID and the vaccine and the lockdowns and the. Um, uh, it, it's like there wasn't anything past stage one thinking because now there's this like one reason among others why normies are asking questions is because it's like now what. Like, yeah, but they are, are actually still... not asking questions. All is making sense to them. Anytime when anything new comes in that would make them suggest something maybe was afoot, then they always have a really good explanation from someone smarter than them. We can tell them. Mm-hmm. But I remember it reached a critical point because I was being really mean to some people because they were cucking to this type of shit and going along with it. And I'm like, you know what? 
I'm not gonna stand this shit. You you guys are fucking men. You're almost 30 years old. I'm just gonna call you fucking clowns and retards all day. I don't give a shit. You're a bunch of fucking losers. You're retarded. You your IQ is 80. You're fucking underdeveloped. Something's wrong with you. You really should fucking just go. And then sometimes they would like flip and like call me and like, why are you calling me a clown? I'm not a clown. And then I was like, well, what do you think about those vaccines? Like, vaccines are good. We should all get the vaccine. And it's like, okay, well, you know, and then now they're there and now they're sort of coming back to me like, yeah, you had a kind of like a few points with the vaccine, you know, <laughs> it's like, it like maybe we shouldn't have done that. And then it's like, OK, so but now they're falling for the Ukraine thing. There's always something new for these retards to like jump on and be as retarded as they were the last time. And then you can call them out on it as it happens, but they just do it anyway. Well, <laughs> one thing I've always found interesting is how, uh, like you said, uh, one of the quick and immediate ways they dismiss you or try to dissuade you is going, that's a crazy right-wing conspiracy. And I remember when I used to do like uh, public access videos and uh, put them online on like YouTube or- That's uh, a crazy right-wing conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, with, 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 my, with my friend Monoxus. I remember we went to, uh, there was this big protest outside um, the mayor's office in the summer of 2020. And uh, we were just there to talk to people and ask questions. And I, I, to this day, I'm still a bit weirded out by how hostile some people got. And I remember we were taught, we were, we were like four minutes into talking to someone. And then there was some guy in the crowd that just goes, don't talk to them they're right-wing media and <laughs> I, it put me in this weird spot where like if i were to be like no i'm not and then be, oh that's something right-wing media would say right if i say something <laughs> but then if i don't say anything it's just like quietly confirming it so like i just like blurted something out to him in spanish like las, las cucarachas entran pero no regresan like the, the cockroaches go in but they don't come out and like i just i had to but i had to say something and i was like fuck you not on my terms now it's in spanish so so but no it was you know uh, he wasn't even involved in the conversation and there were already people upset and grumbling and uh someone asked us if we had a press pass and it was like no one else has a press pass like well what's your excuse so um no, just the dismissal of things as a right, the dismissal of anything I don't like as right wing. Like it is very real, very real, my friend. But then again, you need to keep in mind also that the people that I were, that I was calling out were these like sort of like more Antifa tired people with like the Human Ethics Association and whatever. And like they can have said whatever they want to say back then. Maybe that made sense back then, but right now where we're at is that this vaccine was a fucking travesty in every measurable regard. And their association is now just for whatever reason, you don't have to, don't ask me why, but for whatever reason, they, their side is now associated with a bunch of pedophiles, you know, oh, people right. who are defending pedophiles and trying to 
defend pedophiles and it's just like you know it's like kind of weird like how can how can it be that your side is this like pedophile uh lobby group or something you know it's like do you want to die do you all want to die it's like what the fuck do you think you can just get away with this shit you know <laughs> no you can't <laughs> well again again you're it's gonna just... be hunted like prey because people uh, again are online now like people are online against these people many more than just me and they're like sort of going after these people sort of like prey but in like just a social media way just like yeah he said that on that date everything's being compiled their statements everything everything's being like collected about these people and uh not about me because you know there's not much shit they can say about me except on my shit poster was right about everything well <laughs> so go suck well, my well, dick. <laughs> again again it's a perfect example of uh they're not looking past stage one thinking uh mm. like it's 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 not it's not often there's such a yeah, well, all right uh the turnaround rate of this all is very short-sighted and it's a also it's a, it's a reminder of uh I, I i have a theory all right and uh it might not be the easiest theory to prove but like all right just hear me out all right captain so mm -hmm. uh even the most bitter cynical satirist like 10 years ago could have never written about what's happening today like right now no. right <laughs> and you know how you know sometimes you'll see a news headline or you'll see something on the tv and it's like oh that's like the onion like 15 years ago you know three <laughs> like, years ago uh, right not long ago actually so um i believe one reason for this is because the 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 minute hand has replaced the hour hand on the parody to reality uh, uh the, the reality to parody clock all right yes. uh, and that's the same as with the conspiracy to reality clock yes everything uh, they have it, been calling a conspiracy theory you know and that's just true the entire time <laughs> from day one it was true that's why it's been calling it's been called a conspiracy theory obviously well, <laughs> well, well like, are you retarded <laughs> i think i think the turnaround <laughs> i think the turnaround of um conspiracy theory to headline i think is at this point 90 days or less like 90 days or less or your or your money back guaranteed <laughs> yeah it just comes to a certain point where like even the normies started complaining and this like a long time ago like last summer they were like complaining in normie media like you can't just call everything a conspiracy like for instance the higher electricity prices and whatever they've been calling this a conspiracy it's not a conspiracy and it's like yes welcome to reality everything that's true is what they call a conspiracy theory you know and everything they call a conspiracy theory is something that you should not know about is something that you really should know about in order to better take care of yourself oh well i mean you know? I believe ultimate i believe ultimately at the end of the day people believe what they want to believe but things labeled as conspiracy theories are a very safe and convenient way to um I don't want to say keep people in line, but if you believe one thing, it comes with then you are inclined to also believe in and disagree with the following.
right? Yes, and that's so, the rhetoric that I've heard myself from military personnel as well, just mind you. Just this like sort of like dialectic, you know. But uh, at the same time, you know, there's just some shit that's just true, you know. It's, and um, if you want to call it a theory or something else, go ahead and do it. But it's not going to be to your benefit, uh, especially that's when I draw the line <clears throat> and when I've always been drawing the line. And I know people who are intelligent who will also draw the line when, when there's things that are important for our national security to know about. But if you say anything about it, or try to put a focus on it, then you are uh, Russian misinformation or something, or then you're uh, like an enemy agent or some shit like that. When the information you're coming with is something that would be to the benefit of those around you knowing about. And then you can see who are actually, then you can see who, who is the enemy misinformation. That's like an oh. easy test, you know. It's like if there's some sort of like top-down thing trying to crash down on the truth like that, that is the enemy of misinformation. Then you need to ID who those people are. And there you have it. There you have your enemy. Because they are trying to uh, take the truth away from you. And it's a truth that you would better be equipped to handle your business if you knew this truth it's not something that would uh, make society go mad or anything but it is just something people need to know about but they're hiding this truth from you okay that's the enemy then if you have an enemy that is your enemy who, who else would it be what would you label something else that was trying to to make it seem like for instance these poison shots were uh, safe when they were not you know well that is i mean, I mean uh I, I i mean one thing i want to point out in all of this is where like it's not just uh, to to have these never ending nebulous terms to be thrown at people who who say anything that you know doesn't fit into a neat uh category or mold uh if, if, if any of my time on Twitter has taught me anything is that no matter what you post, there's someone around the corner who's going to call you some sort of like nocturnal Russian troll, white supremacist, incel, domestic terrorist. Yeah, uh, it happened for a while with me. But then they stopped, uh, they, they stopped with me after a while. None of them replied to me. They, uh, there's some of them who I know are on the fence, but we're sort of like friends and they disagree with me. They're down with the state, whatever narrative. Uh, but sometimes I go into their mansions and I just say, you know, I have all the evidence and whatever. And then they just reply to me. Yes, uh, I know that you always have all the evidence and whatever. I just don't want to talk to you about it right now. You know, because they know that they cannot actually defeat me because I have the truth. I'm presenting oh. the truth. I am like these are just objective realities of certain things, you know, that we would be better off knowing about. But they call that enemy misinformation. Yeah, that is the enemy. That is the misinformation. 
the misinformation is labeling shit that everyone should know about that would be to their benefit of knowing about misinformation. That is the enemy. ID them. I know who they are. Can you figure it out? <laughs> well, well un- un- unfortunately, the ladies and jerks at home uh, there's uh, who are listening to this or if they're listening to this at work or, or if they're uh, on the clock and, and on the job. Uh, unfortunately, there's no uh, um, like in Metal Gear Solid 5, like the, uh, the military sands fr- frontiers. I know I fucked that up, but uh, unfortunately, there's no there's no uh, to, to quote a man much wiser than me, Captain. Uh, I'm not a religious man, but it seems as if the world is a satanic torture device. What is one supposed to do? Start a militia? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Start a oh. militia with oh. words. No, but, um, you know, it's just interesting. I think in Norway is going to be pretty fine because the thing is, they're all in unison and it's a collectivist society and they all believe this shit and whatever. But this is not the type of place where this type of shit happens and then people just cuck to it. That doesn't happen. It might get like sort of pushed under the rug or whatever. But it's not like they're going to create a vaccine Gestapo here. That would never happen here. Uh, and they know that. And if they ever like created a sort of like vaccine Gestapo thing, they can front, you know, however much they want to front. Like we, the people, not we, not me necessarily, but people of this nation would just leak their uh, private addresses online and they would just start murdering them. You know, like you would not be alive for a long time if you started doing that here. I can guarantee you. And they know that. And I think that that's why they were like sort of like flexing as well. Like, oh, this is missing information. And oh, we have the police security. We will. We know we have everything under control. You know, they don't have nothing fucking jack shit under control almost, you know. But I wish they did have, and I wish we did have a more of like a unified front or whatever, like a sort of like nationalism or something that was like around something healthy, but they have distorted that themselves, you know, with these vaccines and with this fucking trans shit and whatever and all kinds of stuff. They've done that themselves. And so they're going to have to live with that now. And if they're going to label anyone who can like sort of see this dystopian fucking shit for what it is as enemies or whatever yeah fine shit you know then they're just gonna be sitting there with some fucking soyaks left there's just gonna be like a little group of fucking retards who are down with absolutely everything these like demonic people just like yes yes get the breast of the children you know it, it becomes so preposterous that no one can go along with it. Well, I think um, I think part of what makes it kind of sinister, though, is uh, uh, it, it, it becomes uh, you can't avoid it because eventually either your coworkers say something about it or, you know, no, no matter what corner, no matter who you follow on Twitter, you keep scrolling. And then it's like, you know, people with very strong opinions about this thing. And it's like, and all right, there used to be this, uh, this, this, uh, this program on BBC called uh, uh, Newswipe and Screenwipe. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it was hosted by Charlie Brooker and uh, Booker or Brooker. I forget. But he used to have this American comedian named uh, Doug Stanhope chime in about things, you know, and uh, in one in one of these uh, videos, Doug Stanhope sh- says how, like, you know, CNN would ask, like, now that Obama's in office, what is the possibility of a terrorist attack? And it said, like, you know, uh, like 47 percent said no 57 no 50 percent said yes and three percent said i don't know and they showed it in the pie chart and he said that just shows you that 97 percent of americans are willing to give you an opinion on something they have no fucking idea about (laughs) 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 because like realistically speaking like just like only three percent said i don't know like imagine that so it's that times a zillion uh which so 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 no um uh i'll i'll spare you the metal gear solid 2 speech about how drowning in context and you know um uh information traveling like a virus but no it's it's i really believe captain that like it's built by design to work against us but that's just my opinion i could be wrong yeah who knows who knows? Uh, have you read my latest uh, Substack post about the COVID vaccines? I have not. Uh, I've been up to my neck with things, so yeah, uh, it's not. I, it's not that I expect you to have the time, but it's just like a total fucking slaughter. Like, if anyone actually reads through this, and I have all the documentation, you know, and I'm putting a bunch of fucking rap songs in there and whatever. It's just like, you know, fuck you people. You know, you just can't argue with this. Yeah, I, I have like uh, here, uh, innate immune suppression by SARS-CoV mRNA vaccinations, the role of uh, whatever micro mRNAs. Mm. And intracellular reverse transcription of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 mRNA vaccine in the human cell and whatever, myocarditis, and then vaccination, autoimmune disease, blah, 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 all this shit, you know? And I'm just like putting it here and like, oh, and here now Pfizer is... Uh, fucking 800 blacked out pages and whatever and it's just like so obvious you know it's like only a fucking liar could come to the defense of this shit at this point you know you just have to be a liar well uh you know a lot of people are going to be uh crossing over to the other side thinking they were right even though uh the after effects of like the vaccine has said otherwise, uh, you know, we, there's still so much that we don't know about this, that we went in going blind um, uh, because it's, it's first, it's not even a vaccine. They even said it's like gene therapy, which is a funny way of saying gene altering mystery fluid, you yes. know, uh, it's not uh, vaccines aren't supposed to work that way. Uh but, but it is demoralizing because there's so much information immediately available, like out there, uh, it, and it it presents itself. But there's, you know, uh, uh, I don't think it's until uh, oh oh uh, not to chill what I tweet, but like yeah, it provides immunity to the manufacturer. All right, try the veal, folks. I'm here till Friday. <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
but no, I, I, uh, I don't know. I want to be optimistic and, and, but, but between you and I, uh, I'll tell you this much, Catton, I live in America and, uh, until we have a Nuremberg trials in my country, then we can move on to the rest of the world. Uh, there won't be any justice for this. Uh, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Glad you could make it too. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here too, but I, uh, will at least be one of the people if uh, unless we're talking about some sort of like revelation type of event happening i've been talking about before no one knows what the fuck's happening or the they're gonna nuke the entire world or whatever uh we'll see what happens but if not if this like sort of does go through any sort of normal procedure then my name will be in the books and my talks and my rants and my writings and my talks with others anyone can go back to it whereas it's like yeah this was pretty fucking self-evident the entire time it's not like it was really hard to understand for anyone you know they can't use that as like an excuse there's like oh no we didn't know we didn't know what the fuck are you talking about you didn't know of course you knew you're not a fucking re are you telling me that you're just mentally retarded okay i suggest that you stop uh that you vacate all of your positions of office in any sort of military or any other authority immediately if you're telling me that you're mentally retarded <clears throat> hey that's insensitive you take that back some no, of those retards have feelings <laughs> That's their only defense at a certain point. It's like, we're just retarded. We don't know. We can't read stats. We don't know. You know, what the fuck? Okay, so you're a bunch of retards. Okay, good for you. Uh, I'm going to just watch you all <laughs> doing your retarded shit from a distance. Let's see that, what's going to happen to all the shit that all the new ideas you come up with. Jesus Christ, you know. But it's the same types of people who were for this like entire vaccine and antivathic thing. They're the people now in Norway who are like, oh, we need to legalize all drugs. We need to make uh, like to make all these like uh, new drug uh, laws and whatever. And I just find that kind of suspicious. Like, and that's the same they're doing in Canada too. Well, that's the um, same as Trudeau's governance go governance did. Like again man lost uh, everything where it's just like yeah you can just get spun out and whatever and then uh you can uh, go and commit suicide because we'll have a suicide clinic for you but we don't have health care <laughs> well, well well again man uh canada is a perfect excellent cultural example of uh earth is uh hell's r&d department because hey yes. uh, are you a homeless veteran in canada how about you go kill yourself courtesy of the state um, yes. <laughs> not, not a pretty picture. Yeah. Well, what's even worse is when we're talking about minors and whatever, like <laughs> these like incels, they can't get laid and whatever. And then like, you know, it's not like South Park episode. It's just like a fucking comedy show. It's just like retarded. Like anyone can see how that's wrong. Like what they're doing up there in Canada. You know, it's just like so obviously evil you know well well uh, uh it is funny how uh south park is partially responsible for people looking at canada like they're a complete fucking species of human beings 
but Canadians are different than your average American West. I mean, yes, uh, people who live on the border of Canada and people who live on the border of America have more in common than they think they do. However, um, you almost never hear of like Canadian breakthrough athletes or actors or musicians or comedians unless they come to America. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. That is true. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, Haynes, thank you so much for the shit post session tonight. I'm sorry that I went so uh, political after a while, but I felt like we had. No, a good, don't be, uh, don't be sorry, dude. No, no, uh, but I, I felt like we had a, a good tone about it and a lot of, a lot of needless shit posting in the beginning about human height and tie and whatever. People, you know, that's a good way to just like sort out who who's worthwhile to have in this ending segment or not. Because a lot of people will be like, what the fuck? This is absolutely making me dumber to listen to. No, no. Well, well, you said, (laughs) well, listen, Captain, you said yourself uh, a shit post. That was, we're going to record a shit post. And you know what? That was the point. (laughs) That was my entire point. You know, you know what it's like? It's like, uh, it's like when you see a movie poster or a trailer for that uh, movie, the expendables, it's like you kind of know what you're getting yourself into just looking at it. Like, come on, like it, it's nothing but instead of high octane action, it's high octane shit posting hours. All right, yes. <laughs> and I and and I thank you for letting me on your program as you're in the future, a uh, hundred thousand time zones away, uh, and from the future you cannot break the pact of uh, Norwegian uh, standard time, where you can't give people lottery numbers. <laughs> like after it happens so thank you and thank you for being my guest tonight it was absolutely absolutely awesome uh it's just always fun to talk to you and um until